0: Summerslam, this is my final question to you. Brock Lesnar or Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship? He's going to walk away the winner.
1: I've been Brock Lesnar for 16 years. I've been through every up and down that he has accomplished and that he has suffered. And I've never seen Brock Lesnar
0: like this. I've never seen him more driven. I've never seen him more focused. No, this isn't a word we like to use around here. I've never seen him more violent against this Brock Lesnar. Mm-hmm. Roman Reigns doesn't stand. You were just going to say something. Unless what? Unless what, though?
1: Unless Roman Reigns says what?
2: And welcome to another edition of Just What the Internet Needed More Of. That's right, it's a wrestling podcast. It's another wrestling podcast. It is called Top Marks. It's another wrestling podcast called Top Marks. My name is Justin Morissette, and with me once again, as always, is... The Janitor himself! he's cleaning up the messes of the
1: masses in his triumphant return to the ring. Ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) Josh Custodio. Justin, you're making it feel like there's way more pressure on me when you say that. My triumphant return. Now I feel like I have to, you know, be triumphant. I have to triumph over something. I'm not a triumphant man.
2: Uh, It's okay. You could get pinned in your return match, I think. Yeah, has that
1: happened to somebody before? Like they come and they're supposed to get a big push and everyone expects it, but it just gets cut off at the knees? Yeah, like
2: every hometown show of ever.
1: <laughs> yeah sasha every time she <laughs> to defend the belt in boston <laughs> or defend the belt period yeah that's uh, uh poor sasha yeah right that's something maybe we should talk about one day yeah maybe think of where sasha was like last
2: year uh like in the middle of the charlotte feud yeah, yeah or yeah, even yeah. like a, let's go back a year and a half that's right there are um, this is before we started doing the show but that's there right. were publications that were saying, like, Charlotte versus Sasha is the feud of the year. That's
1: right. And you remember exiting that Hell in a Cell match? We were like, wow, well, they man. actually went. I thought that match wasn't that good, to be honest. I liked but, it. Uh, yeah, I thought it was all right. Their Raw
2: matches have been better than their pay-per-view matches, it, for sure. I,
1: yeah, that's exactly how I feel about it. That one where Charlotte does the, the salt off the stairs, like the railing on that, the stairs. Is
2: that the same one that's, like, uh, Falls Count Anywhere? It she must like be right. Her out with the bank statement through the like barricade. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Just, like, through the railing. Oh, so yeah. sick. Fantastic.
1: Justin, like you said, this is my return. But what am I returning to? It's to my podcast, our podcast. That yeah, a podcast that is home of the hashtag Good Friends. It's Top Marks. It's a wrestling podcast where most weeks Justin and I break down the.
2: One, two,
1: three. Biggest topics of the world of wrestling for no longer than what, Justin? Fifteen minutes at a time. No question about that, my friend, Justin. But I am back. It feels great to be back. I feel nervous to do the show, which I haven't felt in a very long time. I'm so
2: happy to have you here. Now, (laughs) that's no insult to our good friend Mike Noble, who sat in in your stead last week.
1: I want to say thanks very much to Mike. That was very nice of him to do.
2: But, uh, you know, we are a tandem. We are a true duo. Yeah. Uh, There's propulsive energy that goes back and forth. I feel like like <laughs> I can I can make the hot tag you can come in with all kinds of fire I'll be fired of, the out of the ring <laughs>
1: Mike didn't have that hot tag energy
2: I felt like he he didn't know uh how to drive the bus.
1: It's tough when you don't have, like, uh, you guys live together, right? But there yeah, is something yeah. like doing a podcast where you just get this established. You understand when you're going to come in and out. Um, but th- that's not a one-way street. The episodes I've done without you for the Patreon, I know what you mean. Exactly. It's like you just keep throwing for these such established, you're, like, almost following this well-worn tread. Yeah, it's like I, it's,
2: it's like I'm Road Dog <laughs> and you're Billy Gunn. That's right. And I'm over here trying to make it work with K-Quick, and it's just not <laughs> happening. And you've got, like, Chuck Palumbo. <laughs> Ha <laughs> <laughs> and it's not working very well for you either.
1: Brock being Chuck Palumbo is just the, the most amazing image in my mind. Yeah. Uh, but yes, Justin, it feels great to be back. Justin, like I alluded to off the top there, we're not going to be doing the three rounds this week.
2: No, in fact, we're going to change things up altogether, Josh. I've been yes. looking at our numbers. Uh-oh. And they haven't been good lately.
1: <laughs> no, so no. I, I feel like
2: while you are back, like let's just drop the wrestling thing altogether. Oh, good. I'm yeah. drinking this beer right now. Yeah. It's uh, the last strawberry. It's a strawberry wit from Fox. And I like that beer. I'm assuming that the name is a play on The Last Unicorn, even though there's literally no pun between strawberry and unicorn. Well, not none. Uh, <laughs> you could do it. Yeah, but the, I mean, the can has got like an anime lady on it. She's. Uh, Eating a strawberry that's like glowing or whatever. Yeah. They 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 just are very much leaning into nerd culture and everything that they do there. Milk stout is called Bean Me Up Scotty. Yeah, it's a little overkill. They did a Persona 5 beer, yep, and I yep. know this because Mike refuses to throw away the empty bottles <laughs> just sitting in our apartment forever. <laughs>
1: I'm glad that now he's not on the show. We're back to just bitching about whatever. Of, <laughs> of
2: course. But here's the thing, here's what I'm saying. This beer is popular. This yeah. brewery is popular. That's right. Nerd things are popular a little
1: too much sometimes yeah
2: so we're uh, going to be the top nerds now for oh! on. so this yeah. is how we
1: get our the numbers to turn around exactly
2: there's a there's a real opening in the landscape yeah. with you know You're uh right. Chris Hardwick <laughs> being a complete fucking creep yeah 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 so like fuck that guy so but this- if he's going to be done well he's not I don't think he's literally suffered any
1: consequences
2: whatsoever. No, I think
1: AMC has said, or whoever it is, he's, somebody said they're going to bring back one of his. Yeah, dumb because shows. I mean, who
2: could possibly talk about The Walking Dead other than a <laughs> uh, confirmed abuser? You yeah, know? It's, uh, uh, it's you know very difficult to find anybody willing to watch, never mind talk about The Walking Dead. Yeah, who uh, isn't
1: uh, a sex abuser? Exactly. That's, yeah, it exactly. is that is tough, I suppose. Yeah, but in the absence I don't, of yeah.
2: kind of his crumbling reputation, we'll say okay. Well, let's just assume that people are just like flocking like rats from a sinking ship away <laughs> yeah, from this okay. podcast. And they're coming here. Yeah, yeah. Well, we got to set it up
1: okay, that, they, yeah. that
2: they feel comfortable here. Okay, so, so we, yeah.
1: we got to be make it a little subtle, though. I feel like by revealing that that's what we're doing on the show, it might steer away. But uh, I,
2: I mean, there's nothing. Look, I, some people will think that this is just a craven power grab. <laughs> That this is a naked attempt to uh, make all kinds of money by pretending that the interests that everybody shares Uh, are actually secret niche interests that nobody could possibly be interested in. Right, the most
1: popular things on earth are actually niche.
2: Yeah, yeah, but that is actually the case, uh, because uh, obviously (laughs) nobody is interested (laughs) in the things that we're interested in, you and I, Uh, which is why you can trust us, folks, because we love all the nerdy things that nerds love. Uh, Nerds!
1: Oh, Justin, did you hear about those? (laughs) superheroes yeah boy i love them i love all those things yeah man and the wasp but we saw Uh, it together we all we do is see nerdy things
2: it's true yeah nerds yeah Mission Impossible Fallout. Is that it for nerds? Uh, It's the biggest movie in the world. uh, I don't know. I was too busy
1: (laughs) playing video games to find out.
2: It made a fucking billion dollars, but it's only for you and me, bud.
1: That's right. It's our little (laughs) treasure. Nobody
2: liked it except you and I. Well, I'm glad we've done Uh, this rebrand. Yeah, how about Jurassic Park, right? Oh, Oh, Nerds love
1: dinosaurs. They love dinosaurs. They know the word paleontologist. They're very nerdy. (laughs) Yes. Star Wars, bud. Space. What could be nerdier than space? Yeah, stars in general. Stars in general are movie stars. Some of them are. Our nerds! <laughs> Star
2: Trek even Beam Me Up
1: Scotty <laughs> <laughs> Alright, is that all of them? Are we
2: Uh I don't do we have any references left in us?
1: I think we said oh, all w- of them. what about Harry Potter? Oh I love to d- d- Abracadabra <laughs> Alakazam, abrac- <laughs> what's the one? <laughs> Nothing
2: quite like a magic wand to make things happen, right? Oh my god. Oh the nerds love
1: it. It's hard keeping up yeah. this. <laughs> Lord of the Rings, bud! <laughs> I, I love the idea that we're here doing a pro wrestling podcast. <laughs> like, I think we need to be nerdier. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> how we're going to get the listeners. So we, there's no, that's the only way we can well, people attract.
2: need to be comfortable that we know what we're talking about. That's that, right. That culturally they can relate to us on every level. Absolutely. So we've gone too narrow. Yeah. That's like, it's, <laughs> yeah like, wrestling is a nerd interest. I won't dispute that.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Uh, but also, we need to go more... Also g-
2: extremely popular, by the way... <laughs> <laughs> That's a great point, but yes, we've focused in on one thing. Yeah, when, like
1: this should be a Harry Potter podcast. I do like that we're uh, shotgun affecting this one, but uh, <laughs> I think this episode we are going to stick to wrestling, Justin. But not uh, the normal just three big topics. No, we're going to do a no holds barred episode. Yeah, we did this. Yeah, we're
2: going to do an episode where we do a fantasy casting of the Lord of the Rings movies. <laughs> Using only wrestlers You say the numbers are bad Which eh? which wrestlers Would make the best Recasting of a remake Of Peter Jackson's Lord of okay, the Rings Okay ask
1: me some of these Give me a cast member Of Lord of the Rings I'm gonna give you a wrestler Who fits uh, the role Viggo
2: Mortensen uh,
1: Aragorn Okay uh, so gotta have uh, Long hair be sort of I'm thinking Alister Black is the man <laughs> uh, Not a bad choice Yeah uh, yeah He's kind of stoicism About him Yeah 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 know? Let's do Legolas next Oh someone I hate Who sucks ass And is dainty yeah, And a loser Who's Orlando Bloom oh. Okay. The Orlando Bloom of wrestling. Uh, I'm just thinking... Well, okay, who's very sort of like dainty and seems fragile and not rough and tumble? Uh, probably a cruiserweight. Yeah, that would make sense. Maybe like... Yeah, maybe Cedric Alexander could be Legolas. Like a high flyer who seems like he's never had a swig of beer in his damn life. Yeah, I'll go I'll go Cedric Alexander. Yeah,
2: plus we're, we're already ahead of the Peter Jackson movies in that you've cast a black person as one of the main characters.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I had never even considered that... <laughs> <laughs> Justin, so uh, this week, I just think we figured there were too many... There's so many little things we wanted to touch on, yes? So we're going to we're gonna touch on some of these. We're going to go through the show as normal and place with listener questions and an episode of Sunday Night Tweet, or not Sunday Night Tweet, rather, a uh, Keep It or Kick It that'll be returning. Uh, the much-demanded Keep It or Kick It. But Justin, let's start the show by talking about a guy we both know and love, okay?
2: Yeah, I mean, we're not going to do 15-minute rounds this week, and it's not because we don't have things to talk about. It's that they might not sustain an entire round. For example... We now know the entire roster, and they did like the introduction of champions. Yes. For uh, the Mae Young Classic.
1: Absolutely. Did you watch this? uh, I think they called it the Competitors Parade or something. The The Parade of Champions. Parade of Champions.
2: Even though you can't, every single one of them can't be a champion.
1: Uh, No, I mean, only one of them's going to be. Although I suppose some of them, like our very own hometown, Nicole Matthews, although she isn't the champ. She is the champ. She is the champ.
2: (laughs) She's the ECCW Women's Champion.
1: Did she win it at Baltimore? I was there. She
2: did. Yes. Oh my we lord. We were on powerful edibles. That's
1: hundred percent true. Nerds,
2: Nerds
1: love uh, uh, edibles. You ever? You uh, take <laughs> some? Uh, you know. Anyway, uh, <laughs> it's uh, very nerdy. A, a movie That's, on weed. This is, this is going to hell. My triumphant return <laughs> no, is no. Wait. It's what, what we're
2: saying is. We can't do 15 minutes on a tournament that hasn't even had any matches yet.
1: No, but it does demand talking about this for week. sure. So, do you want to start there with the May Young Classic? Uh
2: yeah. I mean, you you were going to start somewhere else, so let's. I just wanted to set the table for the folks. Yes, at home, I appreciate it. And then we'll we'll come back to that a little later. But Absolutely. we'll begin with. Uh, I think you were going to talk about a man that you and I both have a, a deep-seated respect for.
1: Absolutely, uh, Paul Heyman. Uh, this is a guy who, uh, for those of you who may not have seen on Monday Night Raw, or actually maybe we talk about the last two weeks. Did, did you see this, the Brock attacking him angle from did, two weeks yeah, ago? I did,
2: yeah. I saved. I was going to do a round on Brock and Paul last week with ah. Mike, and then I was like, no, that's too good. <laughs> that must be saved. That must be saved for Josh. If anyone
1: is a tangential ECW tie, you can't talk about them if I'm not here, right? Exa- well,
2: just like, you know, I mean, you and I have famously discussed Brock at length Yeah, Uh, several times over the last many months. Absolutely. I just didn't want to do that without you. I I appreciate that.
1: What did you think of this uh, Brock Lesnar seemingly not turning on Heyman, but sort of uh, asserting his dominance on him, letting him know, listen, Paul, you're just the talker here. I'm in charge. Was this of interest to you, the sort of dynamic shift between his advocate and Brock Lesnar?
2: I felt like that iteration of Brock on Raw last week was one of the best we've seen in a very long time. And (laughs) I don't know if if that's like... uh, you know, that feels like a pretty commonly held opinion, On
1: Sure, yeah. Well, I mean, it's the first time in... In however long you've just seen a, a change in the character that he seems a little more unchained. We're so used to when he does show up on Raw, he just hops back and forth, he does little, the, little, the hop. Yeah, this is what I mean. Like yeah. when they advertise, oh Brock's on Raw tonight, it's like I do not I I don't I'm not even sure I know what that means. Like he's gonna it means Heyman's on Raw and Brock's gonna be behind him. So to see him take action for one, I think was just so welcome, right? Like seeing Brock Lesnar, even if it was Paul Heyman, just be physical was something we haven't seen in a while on the television. It was nice to see. For sure, yeah, absolutely. Um, I loved this little switch. I agree with you that it's the, the best Brock we've seen in a little while, but a lot of that I mean, is... mean, the because, bar is very low for that. Yeah, I mean, that, that must be brought up, but I also thought a lot of that is Heyman's reaction, the, the Brock, I can't breathe, Brock, I can't breathe, like trying to shake Brock back to reality, ground his feet to the earth once more.
2: Well, this whole, everything he did in that segment was fantastic. Yeah, I totally the agree. The groveling at the feet of uh, of uh, Kurt Angle, of course, trying yep. to save his own job, and yep. then as soon as... Ah, uh, Brock's music hits. He just ha- gets this like animalistic, it, evil look in his eyes. It was fantastic.
1: It's just I remember, and, and not to bring him up too much, but when we would preach about Enzo Amore being somebody who could act on the show, right? And, and not, oh yeah, not in a pro wrestling acting way, but but get in like a across. soap opera, yeah. Uh, performer kind of uh,
2: way. It, I don't. I don't even know how to put that. Really.
1: No, I think that's right, and it, it does speak to maybe how underused Heyman is, just having to do the one thing with Brock. And listen, I I know people talk about it getting stale. I there is a part of me that is still always impressed by Paul Heyman being able to go out there and deliver a promo with such vigor that he does have, even though it is the same very often. So getting this. Well, it, that,
2: I think this is the one thing that's very much benefited uh, Paul is how little Brock has been on the show yes. lately. And how little that they've wanted to remind people that he's not on the show. So Paul is also not on the show. Because you will remember there was a time where if Brock wasn't being on the show, they'd still have Paul there like speaking on his behalf.
1: That's true. And it
2: became so tired. I feel like this was more like after Mania last year.
1: I will say they do. I feel like they do want people to know that Brock isn't there. But they only want that message coming out of Roman Reigns.
2: For sure. Like He's
1: the voice of the fans. But um, there was a time
2: last year where... Heyman appearances felt very played out. It just got tired... That Paul was on the show, yeah.
1: The the Joe uh, piece being sort of the only highlight, I think, for the two years sort of throughout that. Otherwise, he did feel very yeah sort of flat. I mean,
2: I, I I referenced this. I referenced this last week with Mike. Even the promo that he had with Finn Balor. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember when this was. It might have even been on the build up to the four way that Balor wasn't even in.
1: Yeah, we're just talking about how like he's the one guy that he is scared of for Brock to face. Yeah, was there something in that vein. Something like that. Yeah, I thought that, that was, was a very good. good promo back and
2: forth between the two of those. Guys, and obviously Finn doesn't have a ton of standout promos, so that's a very memorable one. Yeah, for him for sure. But like, it's just this use of Paul in a way where, uh, you know, taking him away makes us like absence makes the heart grow fonder. That's right. And also the fact that he's doing something different right now helps too. But just the fact that like what he was doing got so played out that he needed to disappear for a little while, anyways. And so like having Brock not be around, yeah. You know, in some ways, has killed the product in ways that we've discussed many times. Has hurt Raw very much. Yeah,
1: I'm only saying we don't really need to talk about our feelings on Brock not being on the show. I think yeah. everyone we're saying all of this. But it's just it's just
2: like been a benefit to Heyman. absolutely, particularly recently. Uh, but
1: I thought his and Brock's performances there were were standout. And then this interview with Renee this week, which I, I assume you saw too. Right? Oh yeah, the, the fantastic one.
2: Did two, you, two days stubble and like
1: when I saw somebody on red tw- eyes. Somebody on Twitter uh, wrote, man, when Paul Heyman doesn't shave, it really makes the difference. And I fully agreed. Like this this desperate, drawn, you know, sort of st- pushed to his limit, Paul Heyman, who has everything on the line here. And the one guy he's normally depending on seems sort of uneasy. Justin, did you see the extended clip of that interview they put out on uh, their YouTube channel?
2: Even longer than what was on TV? That's right. No, yeah. I did not. So
1: they added about another 20 seconds at the end where he's like, Roman Reigns has no chance. Roman Reigns has no chance. And then he sort of looks up and he goes, unless? And then he goes, no, no. And then he just walks out and Renee's like, what? You were just about to say something. What's the unless? So I don't know why this wasn't on TV because this seems like such an interesting wrinkle and a good seed to be thrown out. Is there a chance Paul Heyman is turning on Brock to help Roman Reigns next Sunday? Well,
2: I feel like we are going to see a major sea change after Sunday. Uh, Next Sunday. Next Sunday. That there has to be. Just like this is the time. We were expecting it at WrestleMania, but something dramatic has to like alter the landscape of Raw right now. So, what would that be? And it's not just. Having Roman finally beat Brock, that's not enough. Yeah. I was kicking around ideas in my head last night, and I even messaged the group after I had this thought. Let's hear him. And I, I said, I, I just allowed myself to uh, imagine this for a moment, and it seemed too beautiful not to share. Mm-hmm. This is far-fetched because it requires Braun Strowman losing on, sure. on SummerSlam, which I don't think is going to happen ultimately. But it's not impossible. It's not impossible, especially with the stipulations they put in place around that match. Yep. Do you think there is a chance that SummerSlam goes off the air Oh. with Kevin Owens having taken the Money in the Bank briefcase from Braun in the match earlier in the night, Roman Reigns beats Brock Lesnar... Kevin Owens cashes in on a destroyed Roman Reigns. Wow. We go off the air, not just with Kevin Owens holding the Universal title above Roman Reigns' head, like but a, fa- a fallen Braun. Roman Reigns, but having beaten Braun earlier in the night and having Paul Heyman by his side, lifting his arm up with Kevin Owens as the new Paul Heyman guy. Because you and I talked wow. last week wow. or, or several weeks ago uh, when we were last doing this or even a couple weeks before your little accident there. Sure. Not to make light of that. No, no. I that.
1: Please make light of it. People have been treating it with such seriousness. I'm happy to, to, uh, to play around
2: with it. Uh, but... Uh, you and I talked about the fact, because I kept trying to think of guys who can't talk for Heyman. Right, And yeah. you were like, well, Heyman plays best with a talker. Sure. And when we were thinking about, well, who's a talker he could play well with, we both kind of thought maybe Seth would be a great sure. guy for him. How did we not but think But Kevin Owens? Owens is the best talker. Kevin wow. Owens and Paul Heyman together is a game changer, I You put this I into think. our wrestling
1: chat? I did, and nobody well,
2: responded to it at all. I didn't see. Because I, 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 just, I just imagined the image of the show going off wow. the air with... Both Brock and Roman dead on the ground, Kevin Owens standing tall. With Hayman with by, by his side and the belt above his head. And it was such a powerful image. I was like, th- if I was booking the show, this is for sure what I would do. Wow. So but, th- but I don't think they will because like, th- I don't think Braun is going to lose. But then if, if you go off the show the other way, if you go off the other way with Braun coming in and cashing in after the match. Yeah. Where do you go from there with Braun as champion? That,
1: I think I said that on two weeks ago show, right? Like, Braun cashing in. I want to respond to this Kevin Owens thing, though, mm-hmm. because I, I didn't see this in the chat. I, I'll say this. The idea of Heyman and Owens both in suits, both a little heftier, both, like, shit-eating, you know, scuzzy guys, I love everything about that pairing. And I think Kevin Owens at the top of Raw is a tremendous call. You're right that I don't really see it happening, but not not necessarily just for the, the cash, and it's really the him beating Braun that I have. That's where the hard, like, that's the speed yeah. bump, right?
2: But they've also set it up that Braun can lose the briefcase by disqualification, by countout, by literally any way that Braun loses that match, he loses the briefcase. Yeah, it's an interesting idea, man. So I- you can take it from him without actually...
1: Beating him. him. Yeah, or really doing much. And it will, like, make him even more insane. The only thing I'd like to say is that if Kevin Owens is going to get the money in bank, and if Kevin Owens is going to cash in, if he's going to get through Braun... Kevin Owens deserves a bruiser run at the top of the it card. It
2: cannot be a coward Owens run like Jericho.
1: Exactly. I'm not interested in that. I don't think it plays to Owens' best strengths. Owens is a guy that if you saw him sitting down at a bar with a whiskey in his hand, you wouldn't fuck with him. And they never play into that.
2: They did. Like, that was his whole NXT oh, sorry, run, actually, man. am
1: sorry. on the main roster, yeah. they never they, do. They did a
2: little bit at the start. I feel like when he debuted against Cena...
1: I guess that's he true. He got some
2: big wins in that feud, and he got yeah. to feel like somebody who can hang. Legitimate. You're, you're right. I should
1: say maybe just since his Universal he, title yeah. And even
2: then his whole time on the undercard, his feud with Cesaro, and then his run with the IC title. Yeah. Like, he was the prize fighter. That was literally the gimmick. Yep. Fighter being the key word. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as he got the ultimate prize, fighter kind of disappeared from the gimmick there. That's
1: the thing. Like, can you imagine if Braun and Owens was being built this weekend as like, listen, Braun does have the physical advantages. He's a giant. He's an unmovable force. But there isn't a tougher son of a bitch on two legs than Kevin Owens. And he's going to give him all he can handle because he's a tough son of a bitch. Like, that's an interesting story. And I think you could have made that believable. But instead, Owens just has to, like, sneak around. And if he does beat Braun, he's going to, like, handcuff him to a guardrail or something. Exactly. And, get a count out. and it's like, if you're going to have him be the champion, go with it. Because he can do it. Uh, and I, I think... Especially with and he's only going to get treated as a baby face. But that's that's something that those two are both good enough to. to oh, they get can around. turn any crowd. I feel like yeah, he so, could
2: get booed in Montreal if he really wanted uh, to. Yeah,
1: I, I like that idea. I want to touch though. Can I support it though for sure, a second yeah, please, here? Because I,
2: I had this idea last night. Yeah, and I said exactly what you just said, which is, oh, there's no way this happens. Yeah, they just, sure, well, they won't do that. It's not gonna. They they wouldn't do that. Yeah, I was looking ahead mm-hmm. at the advertised matches. Oh, okay. For future events uh-huh. after SummerSlam. Both and? house shows and the next pay-per-view afterwards, the name of which escapes me at the moment.
1: Yeah, what is the one after SummerSlam? I can't remember. Oh, well.
2: But it, the, the advertised matches right now for that next pay-per-view yeah. are AJ Styles versus Samojo again. Oh, yeah. So we're this is going to continue. Yeah, it's going to be probably half a year of those two. But the Roman Reigns match is Kevin Owens. That lends some credibility to it. Like, that's... And I don't, like is Kevin Owens really the next contender in line for a champion Roman Reigns? Not really.
1: I guess the, on those house show matches sometimes they do. I see this bandied about a lot. But, that, but, for, the but for the pay-per-view
2: they're advertising Roman Reigns yeah, versus Kevin Owens. I can't
1: say that means nothing. Like I would like to see that uh, come to fruition I don't see Owens chasing Roman for the title if he does win on exactly. Sunday alone. So it's I'd like to see it quite frankly. If that doesn't happen, do you see is there a way Heyman sides with Reigns? and that and that's the roman heel turn. Yeah. You'd
2: have you would have to pull the trigger on the heel turn. I for mean, that Heyman to
1: throws Roman a weapon, let's say, shakes his hand. Is this is that a fix for Roman Reigns if this happens?
2: I mean, is that about as close as we can get in the modern WWE to like the Stone Cold Steve Austin Vince McMahon handshake?
1: It would wow. Yeah, would it be the closest? It'd be damn It'd near. Actually, if he
2: threw him a weapon,
1: yeah. If it's if he's like, "Oh, you're gonna turn on me, Brock?" Guess who's actually in control? I'm the brains behind this puppet, and guess what? You're just as strong as the next guy. Like, I, I think that's an interesting angle as well. Yeah, I actually think it's funny because
2: they've done all this tension and having Brock attack Haman and stuff to build up Lesnar as the heel. Yeah, but if you just do the switcheroo and and have it. Be that like the ultimate disloyal person and the ultimate snake, yeah, and the ultimate heel is poly Fucking pa- dangerous, like yeah, like why not? Uh, do you think I any- feel like you could easily flip back to Brock being a face? Oh, and that people, you could you could easily do a double turn at the end of that match, and everybody would want it.
1: Everyone would accept it, and it would be great. It's and here's the thing
2: too. I read
1: uh, rumor has it. Uh, has it.
2: I read in the dirt sheets last week. Oh, okay. That, Here we go. Uh, and by last week, I mean like maybe three days ago.
1: Oh, The that, last week of the people.
2: <laughs> that uh, Brock met with Vince last week. Okay. Uh, because the word was, and I'd heard this from a number of people, including when John Pollock was on my radio show mm-hmm. talking about uh, the, the possibility of Brock versus Cormier Sure. The UFC, yeah, yeah. that Lesnar's dates are expected to wrap up in WWE over the next week and a half. That like Raw, the go-home Raw, and then SummerSlam, and then the Raw after SummerSlam, that's it in terms of like him being in the company. And then expectation was he's done, and he he goes to UFC.
1: He always does these like really But he's on a
2: per-appearance deal right now, which means it's open-ended, and he can work or not work with WWE as much as he wants, basically. Okay. And the word was that he had a sit-down with Vince last week and said, I want to do both at the same time. Interesting. And if that's the case, I could get into that. I could get back <laughs> on board with Brock Lesnar so long as he
1: is not the universal champion. Dude, That's you saying that he could you know, easily turn back to Babyface, I mean, no, I don't mean this to offend you, but like, I think like it it couldn't be easier. Yeah. Like if they just take the belt off them and it's like, oh, here it. Let's say it's Night of Champions after SummerSlam. Night of Champions. It's Brock Lesnar versus anyone on Raw. Bobby Lashley. Yeah. Everyone wants. Everyone's like, okay, awesome. I'll watch that. Like, That sounds great. It's only that his, you know, his effect to the greater programming that I think people hate. So yeah, I think that's a no-brainer. Here's what I think is the most likely to happen in that match of SummerSlam, and next week we will be doing a full SummerSlam preview. So please come back for that. I'm sure we'll talk about this match maybe in some greater detail. I don't know Uh, that we can do any greater detail than. I guess that's, that's true. Maybe. Sure. Never mind. Come back next week to hear us not talk about <laughs> it. Uh, but we'll cover the rest of the card. Uh, I think Heyman's going to fake being attacked by Brock. So he's going to go on his knees. Roman goes for the save. And then Heyman low blows Roman or something to that effect. And it was a, a bit between Paul and Brock the whole time. And they both get to stand there. But grinning. then Brock wins again? No, I think Dean returns to help Roman. Or Dean returns earlier in the night to help Seth. And both of them come out to help Roman against Brock. That's what I think the the image you leave SummerSlam with, is the shield standing out there with Roman having the belt. So they're going to keep Roman trying to be babyface, pair him up with the shield again. The Dean return will get a huge pop. People (laughs) have some goodwill there. I mean, isn't this what we
2: talked about being the possible off-the-air image for SummerSlam last year? I guess that's probably this true, is literally, it? It's literally exactly <laughs> what we talked about last year, that Seth and Dean oh. were going to win the Raw Tag titles earlier in the night and then come out and help Roman in the main event, and the shield goes off the air all holding red leather title belts. That's literally what we said that would is be hilarious. the ending image last uh, year. But if you're
1: asking me to, to predict this year's, as sad as that is, that I feel like that's most likely. Do you think Dean returning at SummerSlam is something you can see happening?
2: Uh, yeah, he's set to be back any any minute now yeah basically. I think people were sort of
1: expecting him on one of these last two raws Which this, this past a-
2: one Seth had a mystery partner yeah. angle this week mm-hmm. and then Michael Cole on commentary <laughs> came <laughs> right out and said and it will not be <laughs> Dean Ambrose it's like okay well I guess I'm just gonna change the channel then no need to stick around
1: I'm such an idiot who overthinks the shit I'm sitting there watching it and all I heard when he said that is like It's definitely Dean Ambrose! (laughs) (laughs) I was so disappointed. Uh, But yeah, I could see Seth returning to help Dean at SummerSlam, or rather, Dean returning to help Seth at SummerSlam, and then both of them showing up in the main after Heyman screws over Roman to sort of equal the odds. I just
2: feel like WrestleMania is the time for a babyface feel-good finish. Yeah. And SummerSlam is the time for a heel to stand tall. Probably why you're
1: seen as SummerSlam record so bad.
2: But, But, like, you know the Daniel Bryan-Randy Orton cash-in happened then, right? Like, that's – it's like the – it's a he, typically, we go off the air uh, of SummerSlam with some sort of heel event trigger that sets up the next six months yeah, of programming. Yeah, I guess that's
1: true. The last two, even. Um, it, yeah, so I don't know. It's – I will say that they've, they're doing – I mean, I feel like such an idiot saying this after all. I've uh, barked about it. But – They've kind of got me into this Roman Brock match at SummerSlam. This feels like the one where something has to happen. And maybe I've been on the show saying that before. I'm sure. Like, well, no, this ha- is
2: word. I felt like we were past the point of no return <laughs> it's true. At, at Mania. It's true. But if nothing happens this time, then we are past past the point of no return. I think we
1: might even be past 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 the point of no return. Yeah, so
2: they, like, they have to do something. You oh, cannot maintain status quo again. No. But I said that at Mania. And here, there
1: we were. Yeah. And I don't think either of us picked him to actually pick it up at Greatest Royal Rumble because on like, what was effectively a house show. I don't think either of us saw it. But it, it, one way or the other, we can't be picking Brock Lesnar to retain at SummerSlam, no, can we? No, it's impossible. Like, th- there has to be a way around unless he's going to drop it on Raw the next night. But, but if
2: he's going to disappear and if his version of like doing both at the same time is predominantly being a UFC fighter who's training for UFC fights yeah. and making WWE appearances here and there when his UFC schedule allows for it, mm-hmm then
1: you should siphon Paul away from him. Definitely, yeah. Like, Paul Heyman's a talent you want on television. And he has... I feel like the maybe not the goodwill, but the the positioning of him besides Le- beside Lesnar for the past couple of years makes Paul Heyman feel elite. Like he mm. is. There's no manager of the tier of him. Like if Paul Heyman standing beside someone right now, maybe more than ever, it means something. Like this wouldn't be the Cesaro or Ryback runs where it's like they're running parallel to Brock. So it's like you know that Heyman's client is Brock, and these guys are you know well, aside. Yeah, I mean, what should have happened there hypothetically is it should have
2: been like a, a Heyman stable.
1: Yes, of course. And yeah. they
2: just weren't willing to do that because then you're associating Brock Lesnar with Aren't Curtis you? Axel. <laughs> That's
1: true. Do you remember that Punk feud with Axel? and Haven? Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. Do you, actually, that led to a really good Raw segment. Do you remember Punk just like beating the shit out of both of them with a kendo stick? That was uh, so awesome. Yeah. Him just chasing Curtis Axel and Paul Haven. That was great.
2: Man, I like Curtis Axel.
1: I don't. Uh, you Actually, this is a No Holds Barred episode. You want to talk about the, the B-Team? Did, did you see their new entrance?
2: Uh, I did not see that.
1: So they have a new entrance song. It might be tough to talk about without, but if you, the listeners, haven't seen it either, basically it's sort of uh, – it's with more bombast, and they have like a hook. It goes, B-Team, B-Team, go, 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 and they keep feeding to the crowd to and do so the go, go, chant, go. Basically, That's right. Uh, wow. I really don't like the B-Team. Like,
2: I don't I, – Yeah, look, when I say I like Curtis Axel... I can I can like Curtis Axel in theory, yeah, and and still say this B team thing ain't working.
1: Okay, I still but Matt has this opinion too, where said, there's something about Curtis Axel I like. I'm gonna start holding you guys to the fucking fire. What what is it? Show me. He has been around. He's funny. for so long. I think he's funny for so long, and he's been like part of nothing that I like. He's like okay in the Miz That match where he won the IC title in a triple threat with Wade Barrett and Miz. Yeah, that match is good. It was good. That match is good. I agree. But I don't think that has a lot to do with Curtis Axel. Is that Curtis Axel's best match? Probably. It might be, the right? The finish to that match was ingenious. I don't remember it. I Miz, remember like Miz had the figure
2: four locked in oh, and, then, and then Axel yeah. pinned him while I remember he was that. in the figure four. Well, it's locked in. That is
1: – I always like those like conjoined finish. Uh, yeah. I think we had it with uh, Dolph, AJ, and Corbin. They've uh, done it as well
2: um, a couple times with like – uh, when the women are all in like four ways. I wanna yeah. say the NXT four way. I think that's true. That was the four horsewomen all against each other. Yeah. Had some unique stuff where like pin combinations were coming out of like the figure eight and stuff like that. So fun. But yeah, that's always the best stuff. No, the I think the B team they're they're not a bad it's a bad gimmick to like give the spotlight to. That's, they're yeah. they're not champions. But they're like there's no reason why they can't be on the undercard in the same sort of positioning where like Fashion
1: Files was on Smackdown last year. You cannot, and I can't believe WWE hasn't learned this lesson, and really you see it in all art. You see this in music all the time. You can't push something as like groundswell, grassroots, organic. You can't present things as that. They run, they don't, it's one or the other. They're mutually exclusive. You can't constantly tell people, these B-team, they're underdogs, underdogs, but the the people people love them. And it's like, the crowd no. is silent. The crowd <laughs> loved Matt and Bray. Yes. like The crowd
2: still loved Matt and Bray when they lost.
1: I, I feel bad that I'm drawing to this analogy again, but it's like, if you remember, there was a groundswell for Heath and Rhino. Like, they were getting pops. Yeah, you yeah. felt the goodwill. He's got kids. Yeah. He's got kids. It was all for Heath. Absolutely. Well, I, I think, But I think Rhino was a good foil yeah, there. Yeah, it's for like, sure. He, and even his, do you remember when he had, like, the shirts that were just supporting Heath? It's like, mm. you can do it, Heath, and stuff. Yeah. Like, and that, but you cannot. That is one thing in life and throughout all art. You can't manu- manufacture like organic, small-time things. You can't do it. it doesn't like, it, it runs in the face of what it is.
2: At the same time and I will say this it's good to be back. I, I'll say this. At the same time, as much as I n- can recognize that this is not working and yeah. not something that I want, mm-hmm. my whole complaint, yeah, throughout yeah, yeah. the entire run of fashion files mm. was that these guys are hilarious yes. They are super entertaining. They are beloved by the audience, both at home and in the arena. Yeah. And they're good workers if you just serious them up a little bit so that they are not working entirely comedy matches all the time. I even but like
1: the comedy matches, though.
2: Their comedy matches were very funny. The match that they had against the Usos Which where was great. Uh, Tyler Breeze was like a janitor yeah. using a mop in the ring <laughs>
1: was Outstandingly <laughs> do, funny. Do you remember the spot where you just kept log rolling out of reach of the turnbuckle? Someone when he Usos was in had the to dress rest. as an old lady. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: Look, all of the stuff like, and I'm not saying that that was a bad way to go. Yeah. Because all of those things got great reactions sure. from me. I know. Honestly, what mean, though, that yeah. Usos match, as like much of a comedy match as it was, was one of my favorite matches of last year. It, it made was extremely
1: top, memorable. It would have made my top twenty matches of uh, 2017 for sure. I yeah. thought It was a riot.
2: Yeah, it was hilarious, but. If you serious up those guys just a little bit, just enough that they could hang, that that they could get some wins, Mm -hmm. that they could actually work real matches, that would have been so beneficial, not just to them as a team, but to the overall show and to the ability for us to take them seriously. And and for them to even get the sort of tag title run that the B-team is getting right now. So maybe they are looking back at the mistakes they've made with comedy acts in the past – and are trying to correct that. I would just say this is probably the wrong group to make that correction
1: with. If they're going to do that, and I, I don't and now, I feel like I'm just like coming out hard against Curtis Axel. But like his offense in the ring couldn't look softer. Like I know that his reputation is, you know, when The Rock was coming back, they sent Curtis Axel for him to train with, a really safe worker. But if you're trying to crank up like the. The viciousness. We know Bo can do it. You'll remember when we rewatched that first takeover and it's like, Wow, Bo is vicious. Like he's like coming hard, those clothes the like leaping clothes. Well, even
2: when they tried to like reposition him the believe in Bo. Before the uh before the Misturage. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That was the believe in Bo thing. Yeah,
2: he was like working all these crazy vicious matches against local talent. Beating the hell out of the local. The yeah, they locals. were doing like the, the Braun Strowman thing, except it was just Bo Dallas, which I
1: thought was so cool to see that for a guy or girl who wasn't a giant. You know, just remind us that because they had the revival.
2: Kick somebody's ass. Yeah,
1: it's like these are superstars. Like against normal human beings, even a guy like Bo is, you know, they're no match for him. Uh, And I think that's like a a good reminder. I'd like to see them do more of that. Uh, It's just like there's so
2: many great tag teams on raw right now that are being misused like <laughs> the Ugh, revival like I mean, authors of pain. where are they dude authors of pain couldn't be worse right now
1: I don't get it Justin I, I, I like I know and listen I said it on this show they can't get a heel tag team from NXt to come up and retain anything they can't do it they've never done it and I think
2: I think I, the the main reason that they just shoot away Paul Ellerine in their debut is because Ellerine probably didn't want to do the touring the travel schedule. yeah 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 but like God, even if they just had him for pay-per-views, like he brought so much to that, and he could translate that to the main roster in a way that I don't think they can on their own.
1: Well, okay, but, but we have to at least be able to find that out. Oh, like or... Or... or yeah, Heyman goes
2: with uh, yeah, the authors. Yeah, we finally do the Heyman stable thing, if Brock Lesnar's going to be out of the picture, then we do a real proper Heyman stable, and it's Kevin Owens as the front man, the and his tag team backup is AOP.
1: Yeah, I mean, you, you, I'm the last guy on earth you have to sell on that. That sounds fucking great. And <laughs> that, like, that would
2: also establish Owens as, like, a fucking shit kicker. It, but even, like, in a, in a, in a, still in a heel way, he could still be a coward just having
1: these. Dudes having his back, Absolutely. basically, and, and importantly gives the Shield somebody to feud with if they are going. Oh really yeah! Like to, like, oh,
2: big time! Like Owens
1: and the AOP, <laughs> the AOP. <laughs> uh, Owens and AOP versus the Shield, like that. Uh, yeah, I would love to see that. But I, I, I don't. I guess I don't really have too much to say besides it, it's honestly heartbreaking in a way. Like when yeah. when we get questions sometimes, or I give them to you and keep it or kick it, where it's like, what What's the upside for this person going to the main roster? And my opinion, more and more, is like. Stay in NXT like Yeah, you can become a star. You can make yourself. I mean, Andrade
2: is translated pretty well,
1: I would say. But he's in the minority, man. Like when you see a guy like Aleister Black, do you have faith that they're that he's going to be great on the main roster? Kind of yes. I hope you're right. But how many slots are there? Is can Adam Cole? Can Velveteen Dream? All of these guys can't be at the top of the card, can they? And if they are, who are they flushing out? Who's good at the top right now? Yeah. And so I'm never in a hurry now. When I like, I mean, I couldn't be more in love with NXT. My my pet peeve on Earth right now is that so many people are just bitching about WWE and I feel like I'm the only person on earth watching weekly NXT which is better than it's ever been it's got a little bit of that attitude era like backstage drama it's got the good matches it's got like you're seeing what you want to see so it's I don't know, I but I have when I see. I know we were talking about authors of pain, so I apologize. But you, my feelings on the revival are well known. But
2: hey, at least with the revival, you can see them sliding back into the picture right now. Right, they yeah. are in the title match that's been announced for RAW on Monday. That's right. They probably will be in the ti- in the title match at SummerSlam
1: as well. They have to be. I mean, ha- how they have have they had a title match on the main roster yet? No, nope. they faced New Day at the beginning, but th- the belts weren't on the line. So, yeah, I mean, like, how has that not happened? How has that not happened? It's driving me. The B team? Anyway, Justin. Justin, you had brought up when the four uh, horsewomen wrestled each other in NXT, and I wanted to transition from there into talking about a little bit of the May Young Classic. Yeah, I
2: mean, you were just talking about NXT. That's right. So, speaking of content that you have to pay for on the WWE <laughs> Network. <laughs> this
1: is why you're ten times the Segway Master I am. Uh, May Young Classic. I'm just going to ask you this. How are you feeling about it? The are, are you going to watch it this year? Absolutely. Yeah, I, I,
2: I feel like I will stick with it more than I did last year too, because I I came back in. I watched the first like I watched every show of the opening round, mm-hmm. and then I probably disappeared for a little bit in the middle round. I
1: think we watched the the second round too, didn't we? Um, a little bit. I, I know we...
2: I watched most of the opening round with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At your house. Okay. So we watched like the first four nights of it. Right, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I watched a bit of the second round, but I definitely like just couldn't. It was too much on my plate at the time, and then I came back in for like the semis in the final.
1: I feel like a jerk, but I also didn't finish it. But for different reasons than you, I had the time. I just didn't find it very captivating. I didn't find the wrestling all that good. I didn't find the commentary very good. I didn't like the presentation. The crowds were kind of middling for I just it.
2: felt like a, a lot of the people that I was super interested in got bounced early. Yeah. And that might be the case again this year because like this is a stacked lineup.
1: Are we in agreement that this is the better of the two? Oh, absolutely. Because yeah.
2: even the people who were standouts last year who didn't go all the way are just back again this year.
1: I think you were saying earlier that you're happy Tony Storm's I back. I fucking love yeah. Tony Storm. I definitely share that. She's
2: working a show in Seattle tonight, and it kills me that we are not Ugh. there.
1: Uh, I just want to put a little bit I mean, of spotlight. I go all
2: in, so how, how sad can I be? Yeah, again? we
1: have a question about that later. I'm excited okay. to, to okay. pick your brain about this. Yes. Um but Justin, I, I think we got to put a little bit of local shine here onto somebody that's entering the May Young Classic. And I don't know, you know, I'm not saying that our local ECCW world women's champion, Nicole Matthews, is going to win the May Young Classic. But I can tell you that every second she's on screen, this is, this is a thrill for me. Like, it, this is a high profile for one of our own.
2: Absolutely. And you know what? I will say yeah I follow Cage side seats on yeah, Twitter yeah, yeah. that's where I read the rumor roundup every night but they they their account is run by a woman her name escapes me at the okay. moment but she, they were like live tweeting the whole parade of champions last okay. night and they were talking about who's the number one person that you would want to see win and it was the woman who runs the account and also somebody who just, like, wrote in and she did the quote tweet thing sure. that the kids love. The kids do love quote tweets. And it was, like, would love to see Nicole go all the way. Oh. And, like, the main account of Cage Side Seats was, like, super excited about the idea of that as well. Man. So it is not – yes, there is a huge local Mark element of, like, <laughs> wanting to see <laughs> yeah. Nicole Matthews succeed. But I feel like her standing as, like, you know – the Shimmer Taker and, like, uh, like just, being, and just being somebody who's paid their dues on the women's scene for a yes. long time, like, translates beyond our city. Even though, like, yeah. she's typically been a heel everywhere else but here, as she herself <laughs> said on our show last yeah, year. Yeah, former guest of the yeah, show, Nicole, which Mathies. I would recommend if you haven't heard it, go back in the archives, find our Ballroom Brawl special from last year. Nicole talked about it, a lot of different things. It was awesome. Yeah, she great, was great. Conversation with her. I might actually put that out again. Just that segment uh, when this tournament kicks off. That's a couple a great weeks idea. Here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I, I would love to see her go far. At the same time, like they clearly brought in people that we knew were important. Yeah. Last year. And eliminated them in the first or second rounds just to give the actual people that they were trying to build into stars a significant win. Like, Tessa Blanchard right. was in the tournament last year. She got eliminated in the first round because her first la- round draw was Kyrie Sane, who goes on yep. to be in the finals. And you know Kyrie Sane is going to be important. A, because she's Kyrie Sane. B, because she's got that amazing elbow drop. And C, because, holy fucking shit, Tessa Blanchard is out in the first round. That's right.
1: So, like... Well, it's Chelsea, possible. They did that with uh, Candice LeRae too, right? Last uh, I year? feel like probably, I yes. Think, well, there was someone else of like that tier where it was like, a very known quantity who went out early in the name to build up somebody who was in the, the quarters or the semifinals. Which you understand why they do it. But you do need that trade-off, right? Like If I'm invested in somebody going in, I do want to follow their path to, to the end. Here's a problem though, Justin. And, and I want to know how you're going to help me get around this. Sure. I am not lacking for wrestling content to watch. In fact, I, I get the sense that if I had any brands, I'd probably be tuning into Two O Five Live every week. I, I feel like, as I complain, it's been great. I'm sure it has right. Like, wh- have you watched an episode in the last two months? No, not at all. Yeah, me neither. And I bet if I tuned in, I'd be like, uh, the main. I bet you the main events of Two O Five Live are consistently
2: ass. like some of the best matches of the week. That's I only, all I hear. I
1: only watched the Mustafa Ali versus Buddy Murphy one recently. I don't watch anything else, and I feel like if I, I don't know about time, but it's time dedication. You know, like I, I would have to give up. Raw to slot in for another show, so I hope this May Young Classic can can sort of uh, feed me in.
2: Well, I've got the whole list in front of me right
1: here. Yeah, read them off. So yeah? we'll we'll go down the list. Sure.
2: Ariel Monroe. I don't know who. Don't that know is. who that is. Allison Kay, who yep. is the shoot name of Sienna. Correct. Uh, who I'm very excited to see be in this. Yeah, that's kind of interesting, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ashley Rain, who is better known as Madison Rain, yep. She's going to be at all in
1: yep. next month. Uh, Diana Perazzo, who sorry, can I pause you for one second? Yes. Uh, the All In account put out a pretty cool video about Madison Rain earlier this week. Really? Uh, yeah, it's only like two minutes, but it just sort of talks about her path and going really to look at it. I thought it was it's worth watching. It's on the All In Twitter account. Uh,
2: Diana Perazzo, who has been used as like a local talent jobber yep. uh, on SmackDown a couple times, yep. in addition to a number of appearances on NXT.
1: I think she's somebody Oscar uh, had squashed as well. Yes,
2: uh, she, she's. Uh, quite good. She's been on Ring of Honor and Impact as well. I'm
1: woefully unfamiliar with her, but I know that people speak very highly. I think she's also the girlfriend of Marty Skrull, if I'm not mistaken. You might be correct. Um, but people always speak very highly of Diana Prazo I'm going to be honest, I don't know if I've ever seen her work a, a full match.
2: Uh, I've definitely caught her when she's been on WWE TV before. Oh, bes- sorry, besides that. yeah, sorry. like her stuff in Ring of Honor. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, who's going to be in
1: Ring of Honor, please?
2: Uh, Hiroyu Matsumoto, who's don't know who that is. one of a handful of Japanese wrestlers in this competition. Yeah. Uh, the next one being Yo Shirai, ah, will probably yes. go very far. I would put her in the final four, probably. Is
1: she, is she your winner here, do you think?
2: Uh, I just, I don't know if you want to go that
1: road after... Uh, international two years in a row? Yeah, I mean, yeah. not
2: that... I guess, actually, she did win last year. Kyrie yeah. did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for a second I thought Shayna did, but no, it's just that Shayna has the title right now. Yeah. Also, um, ultimately, doing a little bit better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is. Is. Uh, Isla Dawn, who's from Scotland, I'm not familiar with. Okay. Uh, Jesse Ellaban. Don't know. Ginny from. Yeah. uh, She's part of the NXT UK. uh, So she's been. So she's a project for them as she's part of their, like, UK roster. Also, I
1: thought, I mean, as much as you can get from this, but I did watch that Parade of uh, Champions yesterday, and I thought she sort of stood out to me. Good energy, charismatic, seemed like uh, sort of buoyant. Uh,
2: Casey Catanzaro, who, of course, is famous for her performance on American Ninja Warrior. Yep. Uh, I'm kind of excited to see what she does here, if only because, like, dude. I know that American Ninja Warrior is an extremely stupid gimmick show. Do you think so? Yes. It's like so fucking dumb. (laughs) But she was captivating on that show. Like an amazing performance and also just seemed like... Super charismatic as a presence on camera. I as remember well. watching
1: her run. Can I can I say something about American Ninja Warrior? Absolutely. Uh, this one time when I was in uh, Las Vegas, I had had uh, probably about a hundred bourbons, and I ended up sitting in the betting room at the MGM Grand and uh, betting more money than I had to spend on American Ninja Warrior. <laughs> Just on who was going to win? I uh, no, it was like over under on times, so okay. they would release the line. As the show is going to air. And they'd be like, oh, can this person do it? And Will they complete it was a, a prop. And then like over under on time. That's pretty funny. It was very great.
2: Our next name on the list is Caitlin. Mm. Former WWE Divas Champion. That's one right. of AJ Lee's great opponents. That's right. Uh, I'm, Celeste Bonin. Yeah, I'm actually very excited to see her back in the fold. it would be
1: interesting. I, I was never the biggest on her back in the day. Just They really tried to like present her as an equal to AJ Lee in ring. And to me, she never was. I felt um, like she
2: had presence, though.
1: Oh, she—that's th- definitely the, in,
2: in the era where I wasn't watching weekly TV, but I was for sure watching the monthly pay-per-views every month. Yeah, and she was a standout to me. Cool. In, in that pre-kind of revolution divas yeah. era, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I mean, it's all relative as to who stands out at that level. But I thought she was good, and like, I feel like it, this- <laughs> it, to me this is like a, a kind of um, uh, fuck. What's her name? name escaping me at what era uh, she's on TV right now she's Alexa Bliss's buddy former women's champion Maya Jax no
1: uh,
2: Natalia no she came back to Smackdown to screw over Becky Lynch uh, Ruby Riot. no (laughs) why are you doing this
1: it's gotta be like the
2: old old hand right now (laughs) of the fucking women's division she's on raw she's got like a country gimmick why are you doing this to me <laughs> talking about
1: Sarah Logan? No, <laughs> what country gimmick you said?
2: Uh, <laughs> um, you know who I'm talking about? No, I don't. You
1: don't know? Yeah, re- re- I, I, old hand. I only think Natalia.
2: She's uh, she came back for a return match and then joined the roster full time. She, she had a return match against Oscar in NXT. And then she joined the SmackDown women's roster as Alexa Bliss's buddy, and then made the hop over to Raw as Alexa Bliss's buddy. How do you not know who I'm oh, talking about right now? You
1: must be talking about uh, Dana
2: Brooke.
1: <sighs> <laughs> country gimmick? She's, she's like on TV she's right a, now.
2: She's like a country lady. How many people
1: are mad right now listening oh, to this? Oh, they're just screaming right now. <laughs> I can't even. If you're listening it. to this right now, tweet me. At Top Marks Pod, if you know who this is, right now it's Clark.
2: Mickey James.
1: Oh, Mickey! Yeah, yeah, she's a country singer. Fuck.
2: Yeah, Why a, like, did you make that so difficult? Me? I get have a concussion, so
1: <laughs> yeah. Come on, my, my brain's trying gamma. to
2: remember things is difficult for you. <laughs> Why could I not remember Mickey James's name?
1: Yeah, this isn't my fault. Don't you put this on me?
2: But like, I feel like Caitlin could come back in a similar capacity. That's interesting. To Mickey James, not that she was probably ever the worker that Mickey is.
1: Well, but. I don't know. I, I don't think. I think I would. If you ask me who I think is a better worker, I would say Mickey J's, but not like worlds apart or anything. Yeah, like, I think they're in uh, maybe similar company. And I feel like both.
2: I mean, there's probably too many women than there are spots for them on any given card at the moment. But both rosters yeah. could use some bolstering at the same time.
1: Was Was it you who said there's a, a rumor of an all women show maybe coming? I mean, we've talked about it multiple oh, times. Okay, yeah. Is that like confirmed at all? No, no, no. Okay, it's just still, still a rumor. Just, just something that has been kicked around. Was that the whole list?
2: Uh no not even close oh my I'm, lord we're just at K oh my god so there's Karen Q who's from China I've never heard of her Our singer of the We've yeah yeah Yeah. Kavita Devi from India uh who maybe was in the tournament last year as an Indian representative I don't
1: exactly okay. recall the names that now comes the me. big India push I see sorry gender Killer Kelly. Oh yeah, from I, uh, Portugal. yeah, yeah, yeah! So she's, you'll you'll be cheering no, for her. Yeah, I court. actually read an article. She's getting like some coverage in port. I follow some Portuguese uh, Twitter accounts, and she's actually it's like first Portuguese WWE superstar. So uh, Killer Kelly, I will be uh, big time watching out for. That's my girl.
2: Lacey Lane, who I've never heard of and has no uh, bio here that I can't draw anything Lacey from. Lacey Lane. MJ Jenkins, <laughs> another Japanese wrestler. Mako Satamura. Okay. Uh, Mercedes Martinez, who yeah. was in a standout of the tournament last That's year as right. well, yeah. I was actually very surprised that of like the three people that I thought would for sure get signed, Mercedes Martinez, Tony Storm. And Viper, yeah, I I, I was positive that those three women would get signed, and none of them did. That was exactly
1: uh, certain. Well, actually, I would actually say her maybe even more than Tony Storm. I thought Mercedes Uh, Mercedes. Martinez. Yeah,
2: yeah, they really did like make a big deal. I felt like just
1: video packages and stuff. She was like getting treatment. So Uh,
2: Mia Yim, who was Jade and Impact, she's in the tournament as well, representing South Korea, my favorite country. Uh, Nicole Matthews representing (laughs) Canada.
1: (laughs) You should got to choose from Vancouver, J-Mo. Absolutely! Oh my
2: God! Uh, Priscilla Kelly. Okay. Representing the United States. Respect. Rachel Evers, whose real name is Rachel Ellering. Oh, Paul Ellering's daughter. That's right. I I did know this. Yeah. Uh, It's weird that they're not letting her use her real name. I feel like they did last year.
1: That's a good point. Uh,
2: But she's she had a T-shirt in her debut on the Parade of Champions. Yeah. The slogan oh, was yes, yeah. Fight Forever, <laughs> yeah, which is pretty good. I thought it was pretty decent. Uh, Reyna Gonzalez, Rhea Ripley, who I feel like I've heard of, if only because she hangs in that same crew with uh, uh, Tegan Knox, and uh, – That's right. What's her name? Uh, Dakota Kai. Um, that's right. Dakota Kai is who
1: that, – that's who I associate as, like, the leader of that group.
2: Yeah. Tenara Conti of Brazil. Oh, okay. Okay uh tegan knox formerly known as nixon newell the That's girl right. with the shiniest wizard yep. i'm very excited that she's finally kind of this is her like nxt debut she's been working house shows quite a bit for the last several months I gather, after coming yeah. back from injuries but this is going to like i would imagine that she she's in the final has a decent run i wouldn't put her in the final i think she is really yeah she's great yeah um so uh, yeah full credit to her tony storm as well yep. vanessa craven also of canada all I've right. Never heard of before. All right. Uh, Craven's Corner. Zia Brookside. Who's that again? Daughter of Robbie Brookside. She's oh, super Robbie young. Oh, Robbie Brookside the GOAT. But she's awesome.
1: Oh, I didn't know. Robbie Brookside's daughter is in the May Young Classic. Yeah. Oh, I got some favorites going she's on. She's been
2: working, like, she worked at Defy Show a couple months ago. Okay. She's been to Japan a bunch and worked. Uh, we need
1: to be going to Defy, by the way. Yeah. Their cards look good, and it's like two and a half hours now. I know. Now, so I know. We, we really should make the trip. But Zia
2: Brookside. Excellent. I hope that they do something with her in this tournament as well. Uh, Zia Lee from China, Zatara from Chile, and Zexis, I think. I don't even know how you you. say this. Z-E-U-X-I-S. (laughs) Zexis? That's a beautiful name. Um so yeah, that's our that's our entire tournament. That's give me the your fu- thirty two women there.
1: Uh, give me give me two people you think might be in the finals.
2: Tony Storm and Nicole Matthews. Oh
1: I love it, bud.
2: I hope. I want
1: uh, I'm gonna say Nicole Matthews and Mercedes Martinez.
2: But there's so many names that I just rattled off that I said could be could go all the way. You know what? Like Actually- Tony Storm could go all the way. Zia Brookside could go pretty far.
1: I just uh Rachel
2: c- Evers could go pretty far.
1: I'm just getting some text from the dirt sheets right now, Justin. Yeah. And it sounds like a Killer Kelly. Very favored to take this thing down. So, really? Uh, yeah, that's just from some of my inside uh, just sources. From, just from
2: your Portuguese That's uh,
1: we have people everywhere. There are fives of us.
2: But yeah, like there's this is a pretty deep I would say this is a much deeper pool of talent than last yeah, year. Yeah, what would you
1: say about seventy five percent of those we knew? Yeah. Like you've heard of before? Yeah. I like it. j what would you say we jump into a little segment here? You want to play a little round of Keep It or Kick It? I would love to do that. Well, then, j why don't we play Keep, keep it, it or Kick it. it? Justin, what Keep It or Kick It is, I know you know, but I'm going to explain it to the people who don't know Justin. Keep It or Kick It. Every week, I draft up a list of somewhere between 20 to 25 items so just from the wrestling world off the top of my head. I then throw them to Justin, and he must tell me if he wants to keep this item, which means he likes it, he loves it, he wants some more of it, or he Hates it. He loathes it. And he wants to kick it. Justin, do you understand the rules that keep getting kicked?
2: I have always understood the rules. (laughs) I'm not the one who suffered a concussion recently.
1: (laughs) Well, then why don't we hit the music? Ezekiel Jackson returning to WWE. Who's that? The the very, very jacked poor man's Bobby Lashley. Uh, What era are we talking about? Uh, Cody Rhodes took the IC title off him, I believe. So, like, uh, 2010, Yeah, 2009 to 11, something, maybe something like that. The Dark Years. Oh, yeah,
2: yeah, I remember this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he sucks. <laughs> Kick Suck. it.
1: Dalton Castle, never coming to the WWE. Mm.
2: Kick that. I like him. I mm. like Dalton Castle. I like his ring work. Yeah. I know... It's not where it should be for a guy who was ROH World Champion. Sure, but then yeah. again, Jay Lethal is ROH World Champion right now. Yeah, neither
1: of them. Although people, some people really, I, I was, and I I'm like, not just saying. This. I like Jay Lethal. I, people would argue me on this. I, I've <laughs> never seen it in Jay Lethal, man. I know the Ric Flair impression. Well, shit. Right.
2: Apparently, he's a fucking abuser. Also, remember when we were talking? Yeah, about but has that anything like come out since no, that? No, like. I, but I, I trust her if she's going to make that accusation. That that's probably grounded in something. I, I,
1: yeah. I guess you have to lean the the victim there. But the fact that ROH like, said we did an investigation, this never happened, and now he's back in oh, the really? title program. Did they program. say that? Yeah, they did like an investigation. Uh, I don't remember that. So it's, I don't know. What do you do in these situations? I feel like we have to figure this out as a society together. I, yeah. I have no idea what the move is in this situation. Well, that's okay. Like Even the guys who are guilty seem to suffer no consequences whatsoever. So Nerds! There's nerdy content yeah. here!
2: Yeah, Lord of the Rings! <laughs> Kick it! Uh, no, yeah, because I want him to be in WWE. I don't think he would ever sniff like... Main event scene. No, but he's definitely like an IC champion.
1: Sure, why not? Uh, Dalton Castle never coming to, or <laughs> just well, that we one. just did. I'm concussed. Uh, Kyrie Sane's gimmick. Uh,
2: I, I like her and i want i want her to be better than she is okay and i kind of when she first came in i was like i like it yeah i, I she looks like a pirate princess yes, and then they that's start true. calling her the pirate princess i was like well maybe i'm on the same but but like i've said this on the show multiple times before yeah. she literally looks like a kingdom hearts character like yeah. she looks like an off brand or like expanded universe-only, like, Disney character.
1: Jess Crap and I were talking about this on Twitter, and it's like mm-hmm. just like, the wheel has to go. Yeah, like, there's, it, there's
2: something compelling about it as, like, on a video? Sure. Or, like, in a photo? But, but like, against but, Shayna Baszler? Yeah, but, like, walking out to the <laughs> ring with it and having it, like, no, it doesn't work. But but yeah, she needs a retooling. I wouldn't say start from
1: scratch. Sure, but, no no no, but tweaks for yeah, sure. Yeah, stopping the dumb pirate.
2: So uh, kick it,
1: I guess. I don't even know. <laughs> the May Young Classic being announced as an annual event. Uh, yeah, I like it. Yeah, keep it. Uh, I mean, I feel like they could go
2: back and forth between what they do as a tournament every year. Yep. This sort of felt like the year where you might go back to the Cruiserweight Classic. Sure. But I guess they have a weekly Cruiserweight show you now. And no one so. watches this. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: Mike and Maria Canellis re-debuting in NXT.
2: In NXT? Mm-hmm. Well, Maria Canellis might re-debut oh. before WWE Evolution. Really? She's got a broken wrist right now. Okay. So she's out for six weeks. Yeah. But the baby's been born. Yep. She's... Back in fighting shape Okay. after childbirth. Good for her. And uh, still seems like she's got the the plan that she wants to be a part of Evolution. Cool. And that she's going to be healthy. Like, her wrist will heal up in time to make that happen. I'm into that. So that's, you know, I mean, there's going to be NXT people on that show. Yeah, of, of course. But, like, can Mike Kanellis go back to NXT? I think for sure he should. So keep Th- that it. That would establish him as having a character in this world. Whereas, like, right now... What, he's a guy who's backstage who films things on Raw right now.
1: Yeah, that's yeah exactly.
2: Which like, I I like I like both of them. I lo- I especially like Maria for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. But you know, are you
1: saying her ass is the obvious reason?
2: I didn't I didn't single okay, out. Okay,
1: for me, I'll yeah. just speak for myself here. I think Maria Canellas has a very nice butt. I uh, said
2: reasons. Up. Oh, okay. Yeah, so so also, that's one of them. Yeah. Well, it's not a ring ring, but also. Just everything about her, she's like one of the most beautiful women of all time. She's a
1: great talker too, like <laughs> yeah. established gimmick. There's no reason they can't be the the Miz and Maurice of NXT. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Or Raw. Or Raw. Yeah, I suppose that's true. Yeah. Uh, where am I here? Uh, Alberto Del Rio returning to Impact.
2: Oh, to Impact. Mm. Certainly not. I don't want to see him in WWE. Yeah, I feel like that would be an easy. I kick probably now. don't even want to see him in Impact either. Ring of Honor? Ring of Honor? No. If anything, like Lucha
1: Underground. Lucha Underground
2: is a fucking mess right now. It's probably going to get canceled if it doesn't tick up
1: on some level. Sure. So, why not? He probably moves the needle still. He probably does for them. No ring wrestling matches. What do you mean? So there's wrestling matches happening in like bars in New York. Joey Janela versus Zack Saber Jr. was one recently, where there's no ring. They just fight around the bar. I watched this match uh, earlier this week. Like it's gonna be hard to watch.
2: It's like I don't even like it when we go to like ballroom brawl and the <laughs> matches leave the ring. I, I can't. I can't. Oh. I can't see it. Now you, <laughs> you were like a drunken fucking high on edibles wild man. You were like following the action like you were part of the ring crew. Dude,
1: in every photo from Ballroom Brawl, the Eddie Osborne and, um, uh, oh my goodness, who did he? Uh, Darby Allen match yeah. at Ballroom Brawl. So it went all around the arena. I just have like my hands on my head and I'm looking, or my hands out in all of these photos yeah, right there. Because
2: you were wa- literally walking <laughs> around the entire building. And you just hopped in the conga line. <laughs> it was Because so I, awesome. like I said last week, you're no way Jose. <laughs> so right. you hopped in the conga line. And you were in with like the security, oh. the official photographers, the referee. Eddie Osborne ran into Everybody me. thought that you were like official <laughs> event staff, the way that you were just like following them around every time they went through the crowd. Oh, it was so so awesome. you had a front row seat to every single thing that happened in the crowd when that happened. I couldn't but help it. I'm a big man. Yeah, sure. I can't do that. Yeah, people might get pissed because you're so tall. Exactly, it's hard to see past you. Yeah, I get. That. I can't. And I just I can't even. I can't cut through a crowd like that. So I guess sure. you had you had people cutting a swath for you and then you just followed after them. That was exactly it. So maybe I could've done that. They were
1: like a wrecking ball and through the wreckage and came me with a beer in hand be we like, Come on, keep hurting one. But another. like you know,
2: so often every time things like that leave the ring sure. and move around the bar, unless they get up on an, on a big
1: platform yes. somewhere else. Which these like, matches always do. Yeah, have. well I mean
2: yeah. we we saw uh Darby
1: Allen die from the balcony. Well, I was
2: gonna say Nicole Matthews right, versus uh uh, Alex Plexus
1: Elec- Yeah Alex Plexus I think that's right
2: Yeah she did like A superplex to him yep. A superplexus I should say Hey <laughs> very nice Over like A bar barricade It was insane It was fucking crazy One of the best Bar of moments This is your
1: future May Young champion. But like when
2: people When people do that It works But you have to Get up on something It's yep. like if you're just Going to wander around a bar I can't see shit I don't I like that. that at
1: all Pick <laughs> it. <laughs> uh, Paul Heyman managing Roman Reigns. I mean, I guess we touched on this in the, uh, in the before, but it's not,
2: it's not the perfect thing. It's not what I would pick above
1: all else. Yeah, but it's still good. Still a wrinkle. Keep it. Uh, putting Randy Orton in a tag team. I liked your guys' round on Randy Orton last week. I agree with a lot of it. Sort of firing on all cylinders, being used well. I I, I agree.
2: Uh, I think Mike is correct in that he is going to be the next feud for AJ Styles
1: yeah. after this yeah, Mojo thing. It's, yeah, because you remember last year we were even saying, like, it's never happened. How's it not happened? It looked like he was going to be the next guy at one point, too, for AJ's title reign. And then they well, sort of transitioned to gender.
2: They were kind of... Flipped positions That's last right. year a, Like Orton was in the title pitcher But it was against Jinder And AJ was the US champion Going with Owens at the time
1: But could uh, you put him in a tag
2: team? Uh, you could I wouldn't right now The heel heat is too real mm. And it's only going to get better Because like dude I It really clicked for me When I listened back to the show And I, I put that promo From a couple weeks ago yeah, as was the lead in At the beginning One of the best Orton promos ever Oh! But, but yeah, when definitely. he's talking about like Every superstar who walks down that aisle and gets into this ring is sitting at the table that I set for them. I love that. Who is that more true of than AJ Styles? Yeah. Like, nobody. It's I- I'd like to see So, it. like, it makes sense that this is where they go. And it also just sustains this heel run probably for another... At least three months. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm into it. So I wouldn't say I wouldn't touch anything. It's going
1: super well. Why mess with it? Exactly. So kick that. Finn Balor versus Baron Corbin three. Kick it. Uh did you I, I couldn't agree more that Capeside Seats we follow them on the Top Marks account, they put out just this little video of like, how is this worthy of being on Summerslam? Like this should be a raw match, and I, I just fully ship that. Yeah, opinion. we've seen
2: it so many times already. Yeah it's
1: yeah. Should be on Raw.
2: Like how, like, literally, how is it? It's going to be on SummerSlam. Like. That's so crazy. It should uh, th- not pre-show. Hopefully,
1: AJ Lee returning to Evolution. But then, Jesus
2: Christ! How sad is that? The Which? two years apart. Oh, Finn yeah. goes from winning the Universal yeah, Title that's right. to being on the fucking pre-show.
1: Yeah, poor Constable Corbin being anchored down by Finn Balor. And Corbin as well yeah, goes I can- from having
2: money in the bank to being on the pre-show. Not good.
1: AJ Lee performing at
2: Evolution would love it. It probably
1: won't happen. Do you fear that the crowd wouldn't just be like CM Punk?
2: No, for this show, for a show where like the crowd is literally there to respect women. Yeah, I hope you're right. I I highly doubt that that would happen. But it just seems like Punk is like hates anybody. Like that was the whole beef that he had with uh, Buddy on commentary there, uh, Corey Graves. Oh, right, yeah. This like he just you hated that because it was it. like airing dirty laundry in public. But at the same time, if the guy won't talk to you and the main reason he hates you is that who you work for, how do you send a message to him at all? How do you Send him anything? a text
1: and then just wait for it. You think he's, he's going to reply?
2: No, he's never going to reply. So why do you have to say it publicly? Because you're f- so beyond frustrated. Yeah, because you're a
1: bitch is no, no. Oh, no. Go no, a glitter. real bitch is CM Punk no. who fucking
2: just walks out no. on no. everything and everyone that ever respected him. Did you see
1: Cabana suing him? Really? Yeah, because apparently Punk said he would cover all of his legal fees for during this, and then he only paid for half. So he's going after him for like five hundred or no two hundred grand and then like a million in liability. Holy shit! Yeah, <laughs> their so, friendship um,
2: is just done, right? I hope not. Like, no, but it is though. I How do you wa- sue somebody for one point five million dollars and still be best buds with him?
1: Nah, they can do it.
2: No, they're done. And Chuck that e was he could. That it. was that was to me like. We talked about it a couple weeks ago. John met him at the Hockey Hall of Fame. said he was a great guy, which was super surprising to me because everybody who meets him says he's a total prick. Oh, not me. But you've never met him. Yeah,
1: but I've dreamt of it a million times, and he's always super nice.
2: Oh, (laughs) God. Shut up with that.
1: He's always like, Josh, I love you. But,
2: like, I said it at the time. I don't know how to feel about this guy anymore. Sure. Because, like, I want to like him because I always have. Yeah. But, like... The Corey Graves stuff to me is revealing. Yeah, because you're a petty. No, no, no because, you would air something because, on Twitter. Because Corey said that like you've turned your back on people who were your real friends. Yeah, who like like he gave the example of like you held my child before I did. Yeah. I trusted you enough. That while I was on the road, you fucking were there for my wife when she gave birth.
1: Yeah, very selfish of him to want a celebrity to hold his kid for the photo op. It's (sighs) disgusting behavior, and who (sighs) could disagree?
2: Justin, stop. No, stop. (laughs) Stop. You stop.
1: But, but like... You know,
2: everybody who's ever liked this guy is in a dispute with him. Not me. Even Colt Cabana. I'm not. Colt to Cabana was him. like his best friend in the world. That's the reason that that podcast happened at all. Because if Punk was going to talk to one person, yeah. he was going to talk to the guy he trusted, Colt Cabana. They what hate is Colt each Cabana other now. Without CM Punk, they hate Where each other he? now. Bingo. If Colt Cabana can't trust or like CM Punk or stand CM. You know what else? He can't do. We
1: can't draw without the CM Punk. No, but, bump. Y- but you know, we don't give a fuck no, about comedy but, matches.
2: But, but, but CM Punk. Probably hates him because he's a wrestler Because he doesn't want anything to do With wrestling on any level at this point So is his wife going to come back and return For a wrestling match In A. The industry he despises And B. The company that he loathes More than anything Probably not
1: But you would like to see it.
2: Of course. Absolutely. Uh, Eddie Edwards. as I I like AJ Lee. Anybody who watched that era of women's wrestling has to respect AJ.
1: Yeah, there's some revisionist history going around. It's like, ah, she was never that good. And it's like, okay, her in-ring maybe isn't like the the Charlotte. But who's she going up against? That's the thing. You never got to see the Other than Natalia. And even that, they never had a pay-per-view. They had two Raw matches, and both are pretty good. But like... You, exactly. You'd love like, to see AJ Leigh versus Sasha, right? I just mean, like, in that
2: division <laughs> of at all other than Natalya. Who else is there? <laughs> totally That's agree. why Caitlyn stands out, what we yeah. talked about earlier. Oh, good.
1: A trilogy with Layla. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Eddie Edwards is Impact Champion in
2: 2019. Uh, yeah. Let's do it. Dude, I'm into Eddie Edwards right yeah. now. They've really done a great job with him over the last, like, four months.
1: Impact? Uh, what can you say? They're doing some good jobs. you got to give credit where credit's due. It's more fun to just dump on them, but there's things I'm interested in. I mean, in. we
2: talked about who are they going to put... Aries against now because it seems like they're top of the card. like They have a stacked yeah. mid card, yep. but their top of the card section is a little bit barren. Especially with Moose. But they've done a, such a great job building this guy up.
1: Yeah, I'm into it. Why not? Uh, Pentagon Jr. signing with
2: WWE. <sighs> or Pentagon 0LM. Or, or Penta LOM. Yes. It's going to happen. Appar- apparently uh, Meltzer was saying today... <laughs> That uh, that both Phoenix and Penta are telling anybody that they've booked shows with in 2019 that those bookings are in doubt right now. Wow. Which means probably so maybe sign. both, eh? Both are gonna sign.
1: Uh, you keep it or kick it.
2: Uy.
1: I couldn't give a bigger kick it to this one.
2: Uh, I feel like it's not a right move, and I don't trust WWE to do the right thing with them. However, yeah, if he's gonna be in NXT. Dude, Penta and <laughs> <Yeah>. NXT. <laughs> okay, that is keep that. Yeah, that's, that's one of the biggest keepits of all time. That is
1: absolutely dope. But but, but then could
2: could could Penta and Phoenix stay in NXT for like a year and a half? And that's is that worth it to them?
1: You could see, yeah. My only thing is, JMO, listen, they're not lacking for good luchadors. They just have no idea how to use
2: them. True.
1: Uh, Tama Tonga as the eventual leader of Bullet Club. Ooh.
2: I don't think it will happen. But do I'd, you like I'd, it? I'm, no. Because I don't think I don't think anybody would want to follow him. So, I, I I very mu- I love this storyline, but do I see like Hangman and I don't even know Chase Owens any number of guys who are lower in the pecking yeah, order there yeah. like falling in line behind him? It's Probably tough. not. No, I would say hard no, actually. But yeah. I, I love what they're doing. Yeah. Like last week, Mike complained that it was getting tedious. That that uh, they were just that him and Fale were disrupting every. Thing, every single match And, lose and that's kind of the point right? But when they When they cost both Kenny and Ibushi Their tournaments Basically on the final night Yeah Then that gimmick Pays off in a big way In the end
1: Yeah It's it, I mean that's the I see, I see both sides On that one uh, so, so kick it uh, two, Yeah kick it for me 205 Live Just in general Yeah
2: uh, I, I would probably say Keep it if I had more time To watch it Yeah You know Like I feel like It's doing good things I just don't know
1: the six-sided ring.
2: Uh, the six-sided ring, like, impact Yeah, thing? the old impact one. Yeah. <laughs> this is,
1: whoa, hello. That's Oy. a kick it. That's
2: a big time Ay, kick it.
1: Alicia Fox.
2: Uh, Alicia Fox. She's got her pros and cons. Yep. I, her Northern Lights Suplex terrific. Yeah, I mean, has
1: as one, I I know she's synonymous with the move, but like the fact that no one can name another move she does feels like more of a hindrance than a help. It's just that it's so good, you know. I, I've never. I'll be. I'm gonna. Maybe this is hot take territory. I just think she was. She has one cool ish spot that no other woman does. I don't think it's an especially good Northern Light suplex. I do like. There's a lot better... Cool. Have you seen Chad Gable do it more like than, the, like, C-Black? like,
2: the tippy-toes bridging. Yeah. It's okay. The pin is very impressive.
1: I think people like to blow it out of proportion. It's a she does, good she move. She does,
2: like, the ballet fucking up on the toes.
1: I, I Listen, I know. I'm just... Listen, I'm just... I'm not, you know, okay. Uh, Justin... And they
2: just... I don't know. They just try to use her as, like, crazy black lady. Yeah, it's... Nerds!
1: Nerds love Medea, crazy black lady! And finally, Justin, a quarterly network special of Lucha Wrestling on the network. Yeah! Doesn't that seem like a no-brainer or a lucha tournament in the lieu of Mae oh, Young? Oh, hell or yeah. I don't know how it hasn't been done. Grand Metalik, Kalisto, Sin Cara, Lince Dorado. You have the rumors of Rey Mysterio Phoenix, coming back. Phoenix. like you got luchadors coming out of your ass and yet can't do anything with them. Madness. Yeah, yeah even Sin Cara,
2: man. Why not? Yeah, keep that big time.
1: And that... Was keeping her kicking. That was a
2: very long round, but it is. I felt like I got into the nitty gritty on a lot. You of did,
1: and this is a no holds barred show. You're more than welcome to. But Justin, we're going to get into the the listener mailbag if you are so inclined. Sure. And our first question this week comes to us from Band 91 to Infinity. Scoots Brodo. Before
2: we get there, can okay. I just throw an addendum out there? Sure. Yeah. There's a name that we glossed over when we were talking about all the people who are in the Mayo. Oh, this sure. Year. Yeah. Mako Satomura is somebody oh, who I reference. Yeah. She's apparently like a fucking legend of yeah, Japanese pe- wrestling. People
1: say this very stiff uh, sort of scene as like this, uh, not a forerunner, but like she, a, a she's, pioneer. She's been wrestling for
2: 23 years. She debuted in Gaia Japan in 1995. Was working WCW in 96, 97. Like she's wow. been around Yeah, that's, a,
1: that's a, warhorse. a long
2: time and is widely regarded as one of the great women of all time. So... The fact that she's in here We just glossed over her For a second there You say
1: we I wasn't reading the list I'm happy to well, talk you about her
2: Well you didn't fucking, I, You were You didn't hop on that one When I read the name Yeah I
1: figured I wasn't Going to expose you Of course I remembered <laughs> her I know her name right now A legend What's her name Uh anyway Our question comes from well, Scoots Who bro. was I just talking about No clue <laughs>
2: Mako Satomura Of
1: course I know that Justin I was <laughs> just trying to Again not expose you Mako It's the concussion I'm a Mako man Uh that's You're what-
2: a satamoriac <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's a good one. It was horrible, <laughs> and I loved it. Our guy Scoots asks, uh, "How are you both feeling about the All In card as it stands now? Comparing how you feel about it traveling, Justin and Josh, to you watching it at home." So, for the sake of this question, we just assume Pentaverse Omega is the main event. Of course. Okay. So wh- 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 I'm, I was going to ask you this myself this week. Where are you with the, the All In card? Because I didn't realize people were feeling so sour about hot. it.
2: I'm pretty hot about e- it. Okay, good. In it, a th- good ta- way. Talk me through this. I'll, I'll tell you right now. Uh, there's definitely some matches that I've had to talk myself into. Okay, sure. Like when it was first announced, Joey Janela versus Hangman Page was not a match that I was particularly excited about. Uh, Seemed like the wrong, parent, jo- right? the wrong Joey. Yeah,
1: yeah, should have been Ryan. Yeah, But Th- that that's next? what they've built to the whole right.
2: time, and maybe he'll still get involved with it because it seems Gotta like be. the resurrection of Joey Ryan is scheduled for, I think, this week's uh, being, the elite. being the elite. Even wow, can't so, wait to not watch that. So there's still like the <laughs> possibility that the that there's wrinkles thrown in here. But uh, and then I thought about it more, and I was like, geez. Who are two guys who are going to reliably just put their bodies on the line and jump off of the tallest structure that they can find yeah. to get a match over? And it's the two of those guys. Like, if anybody's going to do it... certainly Dude, Hangman... Hangman's just looking to jump off any structure he can climb yeah, right now. Okay,
1: come on. Hangman's doing frog splashes off them. Janela's like taking brain busters from like 20 That's feet true. off. <laughs>
2: like... Well, no. Hangman's doing moonsaults for the most part. That's been sick. Dude, I mean, dude, he's had a fantastic G1. I wish I was there. His match him. against Suzuki was fantastic. I liked it. I did watch that match and liked it. Um, uh, so I'm so excited for that match, but I had to talk myself into that one sure. a little bit. Uh, We
1: are going to do an all-in preview uh, as it comes up, so we won't go into the nitty-gritty, but just a general... You're you're feeling good about it. Okada
2: versus Skrull... I think you're more excited about than me. I love that match. Like, to me, it's a waste because we could get that on like a New Japan B show. Yeah, but whereas, i was be- like something like Okada versus like Rey Mysterio. Probably never going to get anywhere else. I right? would have been
1: more into that, but but I feel like the guy who likes the Okada. Scroll- Listen, I think Okada singles match means something.
2: I, th- I think people are down on this six man tag. I am down on that match. Bandido, Mysterio, and Phoenix against uh, the Young Bucks and, and Kota Bushi yeah. because. You could do more interesting things with all six of those that's guys right, in, other, yeah. in other places. At the same time, that's the number one match I'm looking forward to right now. Be- beyond Omega and Penta, Penta which yes. has not been announced yet, which we assume is going to be yeah. announced. But, like, dude, that six-man tag is going to be phenomenal. Can
1: I tell you something about that like, six-man I tag? I hope
2: it goes for 25 minutes at least. It's going to go longer.
1: Can I tell you something about that six-man tag? It needs to have a ladder stipulation. Ooh, I think if you make that a ladder match, People, the people saying all oh, these guys just want to work easy, they're not going to put in that much time, that complaint goes away if it's ladder. And then it is what it is. You have five, I'm not that familiar <laughs> with Bandito, but five pretty elite level workers who are going to go hard in like a car crash six-man tag match. Yeah. I think that's how you really can, can not save this match, because obviously it's going to be a good match. Anyone saying otherwise is, is silly. But I, I also feel the same. That's the one match I do sort of hear the critiques on where it's like "I'm going all in, I want the Ibushi singles match and I want the Young Bucks tag match. And to have the Together and Mysterio's also there, feels like it could have maybe been stretched out more. I but also, that. it's
2: like a golden elite thing. I'll be happy sure. to see that. Yep, yep. And like, yeah, as long as it goes long, yeah. Like, it's a waste of a match if it's like 15 minutes because yes. all those guys can go. But if they give it the time, then it's a fantastic match. If and that, I'm so excited
1: for that. If that match is 15 minutes or under, that's. That's a miss for me. Yeah, um, yeah. The, uh, There's just a lot of multi-man and multi-women, like all four women on the card wrestling each other. I understand that. But to, but to answer Scoots' question, because I'll wrap up on this.
2: Uh, but, but, like, yeah. To me, Okada and Squirrel both could have better opponents. That match I'm not thrilled with. Sure. But, like, even Cody versus Nick Aldis. Like, Nick Aldis is not a great opponent. No, yeah. He's not going to light the world on fire. The buy rate is not popping off the chain for Nick Aldis being on the show. Right. But Cody winning the NWA title at his own show his dad's belt, and I'm going to be there sitting fucking row three floor. Yeah, that's great. Dude, I couldn't be more fired up for yeah. that. Like, that's a moment. That is a moment in history. For sure. So that that's going to be great. I'm, uh, I, I think this card is a lot better. Like, people saying that this looks like a, a subpar Ring
1: of Honor show. Well. Have you watched Ring of Honor since 2005? <laughs> Clearly not. Well, I think you could maybe make an argument for, like, some of the War of the Worlds in, like, 2009 to 13. But, like... Like, pe- I saw that. I mean, I think that was my point that I made in the chat was, like, and with McGreevy, it's, like, people saying that. It's, like, you're just not watching Ring of Honor. Like, I would love somebody to go show me the Ring of Honor pay-per-view that isn't a War of the World. So yeah. just using New Japan or uh, just using ROH talent, that looks anything, like, as good as All In. Like, wh- wh- you won't find it. But, like, like Christopher
2: Daniels versus Stephen Amel even. Ah, it's interesting, right? I think it's a good use of Amell. And, dude, like, I'm excited for that. I like Christopher Daniels. I want to see him work a better match than we saw him work. With Ravenous Randy here yeah. in Vancouver, which yeah. was a terrible match. Sure. Uh, and maybe that's Daniel saying he didn't want to do anything. Just taking it easy. Yeah. Uh, but, like, he's going to, I would imagine, be willing to do some stuff. He's probably going to have to carry the bulk of this match. And working as the heel against Amel, that should be easy for him to do. That's. But, like, dude, Amel was good in his SummerSlam match. Granted, that's yeah. a tag match where he's only doing high spots no, but and you're right. coming in as a hot tag for Neville or whatever. Yeah. But he had some good moments in that. He was good on the build throughout that. And really... He does like staged fighting. He's he, time,
0: he's yeah.
1: working on a fight show where he is just ripped all the time. How is he not in a multi man match though? That's what I can't figure out. You have all these great workers in a multi man match and Steve Amel has a singles match. Yeah, it's a I couldn't bit figure weird. that out. We got um, SoCal
2: uncensored taking on the Briscoes on the pre show. We've got uh, a 15-person over-budget battle royal that has not been fully announced in terms of who's entirely going to be in it.
1: Uh, don't run the whole card yet. I want to save something for the preview. I do just want to answer Scoot's question. I'm just
2: super glad Jordan Grace. I was very happy sure. to see her face pop up in yep. that, uh, that pre-show battle royal. I think she's fantastic, and uh, the, that I'm going to get to see her live is kind of an exciting thing for me.
1: Scoots from my angle, it depends on the price. If it's around the twenty-five to thirty-dollar Canadian mark, I'm tickled pink. It's going to be a good night of wrestling. I don't see a way that it couldn't be right. I'm definitely going to watch it. Right? Yeah. Uh, I, it's not going to be as good as a big New Japan pay per view, and it's not going to be as good as a takeover, and it's going to be better than everything else that isn't one of those. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of above my expectation for what I thought. It be. I feel like people's expectations for All In are insane. I think that's the real problem. I feel like going to All In is going to All In. It's about the. It's the biggest independent show. That's part of the draw. I mean, when
2: when I first started talking about it, I told you I was convinced that CM Punk was going to be there. Yeah. But ultimately, once I bought my ticket, it's like, I don't give a shit what the card is. Yeah. The experience Uh, is the
1: story. And that's kind of where I am, too. So for watching, I'll definitely be watching it. The lower the price it is, the better I'll feel about
2: it. Um, Though that women's four-way, they lost a a woman, right? Somebody had to drop out of the show. Oh, I didn't hear that. they signed with WWE, I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay. I can't remember exactly. But like... That women's match still looks good. Like, it's going to be... Oh, yeah. It's, like,
1: it's going to be a good card. There's like, a lot of good wrestlers. Madison Rayne versus
2: right. Britt Baker versus Tessa Blanchard versus Chelsea Green. If it was just Tessa versus Chelsea, I'm probably more into that. Yeah. But those other two women are very good also. Like, that's going to be a good match. I agree. It's This show is going to be good. The people who are being defeatist about it and being like, all-in-two is not going to sell based <laughs> on the card to <laughs> yeah, all-in-one. It's, really... it's like, are you kidding me? All-in-one didn't even have a card. Yeah,
1: that's... Yeah, it's... Yeah, so my expectations, I think, have always been maybe a little lower than everybody else's, and as such, I feel... I'm not saying like I'm super amped for All In, but I'm definitely going to watch and I bet it'll be great.
2: I'm extremely excited. There you go. I can't fucking wait. Uh, this one comes to us from our friend Blair Pacheco. Tranquilo, Pachico, And he asks. Humped is <laughs> someone who went to NXT that you feel should have went to the main roster right away. Also, vice versa, someone humped went <laughs> to the main roster that should have been that would have been better served getting seasoned in NXT. Okay, there's so not a lot of people who have skipped the queue. Yeah,
1: no, uh, there's it's
2: literally just AJ uh, Gallows and Anderson, Kanellis and, and Maria. Canalis, yeah, Kanel-i. and and Mike. But there's still people. Really, just skip the queue because of Maria.
1: There's still people that you could say should have stayed longer. Like, my answer is Apollo Apollo Crews. Apollo Crews
2: should have stayed longer. Like, he should have been NXT champion at some point, and it would have felt totally different.
1: Like, if he got
2: an extra year in NXT, it looks so different. He'd be able to, like, Figure out his gimmick, establish yeah. a persona, yeah, be a character. Fully agree. Which like he just came up as a smiling guy who did moves. Yeah, it's
1: yeah, and it's and it and never was, and that's going still to work. all he is. Do you remember? I I don't know. I don't know if we were doing the show at the time, but there was a point in time where I was like, I'm not the biggest Apollo Cruz guy, but he's definitely a future NXT champion. Uh, and that I mean, nope. <laughs> uh, anybody you think that? Oh, dude, uh, dude. I totally forgot. Yeah, the best
2: friends got added to All In. Yeah, that's great too. They don't have a match yet. Yeah, but Chuck Taylor and Trent—they're both
1: going to be there. Love to see Chucky e. T. Yeah, they're both fucking fantastic. Even though his finisher is—it really needs. I
2: work. gotta figure out who's the tag team that hasn't had a match announced yet. The Motor City Machine Guns. Are they? I don't think they got announced though. They. I don't think they're, they're on, on the show. Who. They got to be there. Um, but the best. The best friends being on the show is pretty. That's good. totally fun. Yeah, 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 that adds something. Yeah, That'll be fun.
1: Um. Uh, Anybody you think that uh, should have gone straight to the main roster, I have an answer for that one too. Uh, I, for me, it would have been uh, Samoa Joe. I, I didn't think he had yeah. the greatest NXT title run. It was. Okay. I love the Sami Zayn match, of course. Uh, I would say NXT
2: needed Samoa Joe at that time. I agree. But Samoa Joe did not need.
1: NXT. I agree. Uh, but like you have like this veteran. He's wrestled everywhere, but a champ everywhere, and it's like.
2: But it was not. The show is not nearly as deep as it is now. That's true. You're and right. Also that you they just needed called him. up a bunch of people at the time that he came
1: in. I I totally agree. I just think if you can have AJ Styles step in, Joe's only a smidgen beneath him, and I think it would have felt different because I don't. He's He's one of the rare guys that I feel like his NXT title reign gets not forgotten, but it's not all that celebrated. And on the main roster, they don't reference it as much. He isn't as leaned into that NXT class as some other guys that called up. You think of like an Owens or a Zayn who are always thought of as like that NXT guys Joe doesn't have that and I, you know I think he could have gone straight too. I agree I
2: want to say Shinsuke Nakamura probably did not need NXT either he,
1: he crossed my mind especially but when I...
2: he's like 37 years old and he spent a year and a half down there
1: but you think of how over he was right yeah
2: I'm I'm just thinking of that video promo that he cut against Sami Zayn like I, don't know if does, I remember when it was like William, when Sami Zayn was like, "I have no nothing oh, left here." Oh, that's to right. Prove. On NXT, and Regal yeah, comes sorry. out and is like, "I got you an opponent." Plays the video. Yeah, that was Na- awesome. Nakamura does like the little. It was super pixelated. It was yeah. like shot on a phone, and like it was, but awesome. but like that that crowd went nuts for it and made it feel <sighs> huge. Is there a crowd that you could do a show anywhere on the main roster? Like, is there a smart audience in Philadelphia yeah. or New York? New York? Is there anybody who would have a similar reaction if you did that video promo on the big screen on Raw instead of NXT in Full
1: sale? I'll say no. Uh, I don't know if that's a crazy thing to say, but I, I don't yeah. think so. I think you're right, and um, that's too bad. But that's also a great point and worth worth mentioning. Jay Mort- but yeah, uh,
2: somebody wrote in and said Mike Kanellis should have gone straight to NXT. Yeah. I am i don't disagree.
1: Yeah, I think that might have been Blair, and yeah, I think good. Uh, who are the next big NXT signings, asks Mike Noble, at Bike Melon, co-host from last week. Because the, the indies have been picked through a little bit more, right? Any names come to the top of your head? We talked about mine a couple minutes ago.
2: Uh, Well, Matt Riddle is going to be there. Sorry,
1: he said besides Matt Riddle in, in well, his... Well,
2: sorry, Mike. You can't say... <laughs> Besides Matt Riddle, when that's the only <laughs> name we all know is going to happen. Anybody
1: else who's big for me? I think uh, Joey Janela's got to end up there.
2: Yeah, probably, dude. I'm thrilled that we got to see one of the last Matt Riddle indie matches. Isn't
1: that weird to think Holy of? Fuck, we didn't fuck. know it, it at so the time. was so great too. We didn't know it, it was, at the time.
2: But was that not like one of the greatest indie matches you've ever seen? It definitely was. In person, anyways, was, at the I, very I, least, it was incredible.
1: Yeah, for an in person, it's one of my favorite. I'll just say this: it's it's in the top three for my favorite ECCW matches I've ever seen. I very was, much so. thought it was fucking awesome, easily. Um, I think Walter probably ends up in NXT before too nope. long never no cuz he's he won't even sign fully with progress because he has WXW, which is his home promotion, yeah. he's the head trainer for their school and a part owner in the company. Oh, so apparently really? his gig is just like super sweet. Like he gets to coach, he makes good coin, he sort of gets to book himself for WXW. So he'll like do progress, but I, I don't think he'd ever move to America. Yeah. I don't think he has any interest. I which is a with, damn shame. I just
2: thought with Keith Lee finally coming in and debuting last night, yeah. like Walter
1: seems like the next big man left out there. Dude, if you could have gotten him and Cassius Ono just like bludgeoning one another, Here, here's
2: a, I'll float one out for you right yeah, now. Yeah, go ahead. Let's bring back the Quebecer. Bring, oh, bring PCO, PCO. Bring PCO, PCO and NXT. And have them face Janelle. If they <laughs> really want to raid the Indies, though... Like then they got to look at all kinds of weird talents.
1: Yeah, and PCO is definitely up there. He's definitely a weird, awesome talent. Yeah, yeah. I guess you just go look at PWG. You see who's uh, rock and roll? Red Fox or uh, AR Fox comes to mind. There's guys out there, but it is uh, Mike's question. I think probably is just sort of saying that it's it is leaner certainly than it, it seems. Very obvious who the next NXT crop was a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Not so obvious now. You want to hit me with our next question, JMO? Sure do. It
2: comes to us from our friend Max
1: Friesen at Friesen ninety
2: nine. What's up, Max? He said, "Which singles match at SummerSlam would you like to see a stipulation put on?"
1: Well, yeah, I think if you're going to have any sort of interest in uh, uh, Balor and Corbin, you you add some sort of stip there, an extreme rules, a street fight, something where Corbin could get in offense by being, you know, using weapons or something. So I I would say that because it'd be the only thing that sort of adds some sizzle to it. How about for you, JMO?
2: Uh, I mean. It'd be kind of fun to throw some kind of stip onto AJ versus Joe, maybe. Hmm. But at the same time, we just saw a lot of stipulations in that Nakamura feud. So, getting back to some just straight-up wrestling is probably the best thing for AJ Styles right now. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of what other, like... Singles matches they're on SummerSlam. Dude, Daniel Bryan versus Miz could use a stip, maybe. I couldn't disagree more.
1: Really? Because that's going to go long. Like, that's going to be a long feud. Miz is winning at SummerSlam. Like, it's it's going to go but it has to you have to save that step for you know when it's you know b pay-per-view 20 and uh you really want to see i think like a first blood match for those two would be awesome
2: yeah oh dude yeah that's that's i was thinking about first blood when i was thinking about brock and roman
1: the problem is they don't always lead to great matches but they sometimes yeah because sometimes, sometimes guys just early. bleed by accident <laughs> yeah.
2: uh but yeah i mean there would be I just want something to deepen it a little bit beyond just a one-on-one yeah, match. Yeah, that's fair. And like, of uh, what's the biggest blood feud going right now? Those it's gotta two. Got to be Daniel Bryan and Miz. Yeah, those two. So,
1: JMO uh, fruits are edible. At fruits are edible, asks us a pretty basic question. I'm not going to let you expand on this at all. You just have to give me a name. Okay. Who killed Alistair Black? So for those of you who may not have seen uh, last night on NXT, uh, they, William Regal runs out to the parking lot to see an unconscious Aleister Black laid out on his back. Someone has attacked and taken Aleister Black out of this match on Sunday. Justin, who was it? We kicked around Matt Riddle earlier. Mm. Yep. I'm not going to go there.
2: Okay. Because you were right. Matt Riddle as a heel doesn't work. Yeah. Debuting him as a heel doesn't work. Yeah. Agreed. But to deepen. With myself. But I'm going to deepen the heel heat. Yeah. On somebody who is already a heel. I think I know who you're going to say but doesn't have heat because we all like him too yeah. much. He's got a history with Aleister Black. Oh! It's the Velveteen Dream. Oh! Okay. I didn't see Velveteen that! Velveteen Dream attacks Black out of jealousy. I thought you were going to say
1: EC3? No.
2: Black gets the title match. He gets the title.
1: That's interesting. Bitch,
2: I made you. I'd watch that rematch. You were nothing before me.
1: I'd watch that rematch.
2: Yeah, right? No, I'd watch the hell out of that rematch. And, no doubt. And like... Dream could be a true heel. Yeah. in a way that he hasn't
1: been in a while. Uh, my answer, I, I'm sorry to say this, folks. I think it's Champa. Uh, I think Garganos gonna go to the main roster and uh, and eventually Ciampa's is gonna come back to Alistair. It makes sense that he would he because he he vocally didn't like that Alistair was added to the match. It makes sense within Kfabe. But if I'm to go a little bit more interesting, it's Keith Lee. I think uh, he could definitely be a big bruising heel. He wants to make a statement. Yeah, I could very much see it. He's such a charming man, though. I agree, but I've seen him work heel before, and it's also awesome.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Justin, there. hit me with your next question. Um, I just hope that whoever it is, whoever is revealed to have attacked Alistair Black, yeah, even if they weren't in NXT like three years ago. Yes, yes, yes. I hope they also say, by the way. I attacked Hideo Tomi <laughs> like three years ago. Also, we finally, finally get the answer. It was like hinted at being Owens. Yeah, Owen's <laughs> Owen's implicated himself, and and I felt like uh, that they never touched on it again after that. Yeah, and I felt I felt like it was a done deal oh that it had God. to be Owens. But yeah. every time I bring that up that it was Owens, people are like, I don't know about that. How oh, do really? you know that? I felt
1: like it was like kind of heavy. kind of Im- implicated yeah. himself. Yeah, like on a video promo, if I recall correctly, like it, the next week on NXT. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you don't say. I mean, I guess like
2: ISIS takes credit for like all kinds of attacks that they have nothing to do with. Yeah. So in that way, Kevin Owens is like the ISIS of wrestlers. And maybe. we've,
1: I mean, we've said that a lot of times on the show. So. Hit <laughs> me with a question, James. Yeah,
2: that's why he's joining forces with. Uh, <laughs> with Paul oh, Heyman, no, to reestablish the caliphate. Oh boy, uh,
1: <laughs> I didn't say that. This is the stupidest bit
2: we've ever had on the show. Hey,
1: I don't. I'm not sure about that because that's There's a lot. Uh, this one comes to us from Andrew Delbert, who hey. asks
2: in honor of Nicole Matthews being in the Mae Young Classic. Yeah. Who from ECCW do you think should or is most likely to get a shot at WWE, including NXT, next? Or if that might be a bit of a leap, who will get a shot with a bigger company, whether that's Ring of Honor, Impact, or Lucha Underground?
1: So this is a you know for our local federation. So I don't want to dwell too long on this because it's so so niche. But I love talking about the local questions. So for, sure. uh, for me, Justin, I see. I mean, I think we're very lucky with our local wrestling promotion. I think there's there's talent everywhere. But if I'm to guess who's going to get a kick at you know sort of the next step up, I'm actually going to go with the Voros twins. Uh, they I, were on Raw not that long ago. in Montreal. Right? They were part of the Congo line. Yep. They also uh, they did the ROH training camp. They, I, I could see why a company would get into them. But if I had my... What do you say? Duthers? Is that the word? Druthers. Druthers. If I had my druthers. Uh, I would say Tony Baroni or Fergie. There's the two guys who have charisma coming out of their ears. Dude, they're good wrestlers, they're great talkers. I'm not
2: saying this just to butter him up cuz he's our friend. Yeah. But there is some dusty roads in Fergie man. Dude,
1: you don't need to tell me, man. Like
2: just watching him dance both before <laughs> but especially after when it's the celebratory post-match dance, you just got to dance. Who he's it's, it's I'm it's, watching that man dance. And suddenly my my toe starts to wiggle. My hips, my hips start to jiggle. <laughs> yeah. and
1: I'm dancing,
2: and I, I'm just having a great time. You cannot watch that man work and not have fun.
1: <laughs> and not in like a a schmucky like dancing gimmick. It it's, is in a dusty sort of way. Yeah. Where it's like this seems like a big soulful dude who like who's just having a time. He's really hit something with uh, Bishy Wishy and uh, this gimmick. So yeah. the, those would be the two people that come to mind. But but the talents deep at ECCW. Oh, I'm like, gonna
2: go with a completely different direction. Go ahead. And I think you uh, fit on a good choice in tony baroni thanks yeah he's a great heel yeah he, and he's got a good look yep excellent guy yeah uh but it's got to be el Fantasmo, right like oh el, he i guess he counts right dude he's the champion right, right sorry now. okay i know he's working yeah. in the uk he wasn't at okay. the last ballroom brawl yeah 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 el Fantasmo yeah. is maybe the best wrestler that vancouver has ever produced he's got to be yeah, right up is. there with kyle o'reilly oh wow you, you put Kyle O'Reilly ahead of him when we had this conversation yeah this time.
1: I, I I put Kyle O'Reilly ahead of him as the best wrestler Vancouver's put out so far but uh yeah El Phantasmo and I would even throw Artemis Spencer purely that was, my,
2: that was my second choice here yeah. I was going to get to that in a second because yeah. if you're going to look at the best talents that Vancouver's ever created in the wrestling world sure Kyle O'Reilly is already in WWE yep uh
1: El Phantasmo Fantas-
2: seems like he's on his way. Well, challenge for Rev Pro titles, but, but he's also like he's legally blocked from working in the United States right yeah. now, and that's why he's moved to the UK to make a, a name for himself in Rev Pro. And he's worked with a ton of people who have
1: nothing but great things to say about him. Pete Dunne fucking loved yeah, working he, with that he guy. He quote tweeted was like, "Go out of your way to watch this match. Like, would happily work with El Phantasmo again." This is Pete Dunne. So, uh, I, yeah, sorry if El Phantasmo counts, and I'm guessing likelihood. Yeah, but that visa thing. But
2: that'll expire. That's yeah. gonna that's gonna end. That's a temporary suspension. For those of you who don't know, and we kind of talked about this when we had Fergie on the that's show right, yeah. with that same ECCW show that I mentioned earlier with Nicole Matthews. He talked about guys, uh, Speedball, Mike Bailey, being yep. another guy in Toronto who well, they're they're taking their tights over the border, even if they're just because because Fergie talked mostly about going down to like training yeah. camps and doing camps with guys doing sort of uh, seminars. seminars and whatnot and all these different places, Portland, whatever, and you take your gear down with you because you want to take photos right. and stuff that you can send off to companies when you do that, but they just see that you have your gear with you and are like, are you sure you're not working?
1: Yeah, he. W- I actually, I'm not going to... S- you can go back and listen to how... They've somehow gotten, somewhat got yeah, around but, on the ballroom brawl episode. But Mike
2: Bailey and and Al Fantasma. Fantasma both got caught with yep. their tights, and both got caught basically saying that they weren't working when they were making a business trip down to work a match. Yeah. That results in a suspension, that will be lifted. And when that does get lifted, I would be shocked if NXT is not interested in LP. Totally Or agree. if, like, 205 is not interested, at the very least. Like, the man is amazing.
1: And just to Artemis Spencer for a second. Th- yeah, I
2: mean, and then the, to round out the top three yeah. Vancouver wrestlers of all time, it's got to be Artemis Spencer, who, by the way is married to Nicole yeah, Matthews. So if Nicole is through the door, it's the same thing. Like, if Pete Dunne loves LP, LP can probably leverage that into at least a tryout. If Nicole Matthews gets in the door with WWE and is in NXT, she can be like, hey, you know, my husband is actually pretty fantastic as well.
1: I hope this doesn't come across as an insult, but uh, Artemis Spencer, who's just, you know, really couldn't be much more of a natural or smooth in-ring. he d- I would say he has a f- couple limitations on the character front. So him going to an ROH where he can be a main event or just putting on absolute classics with whoever they bring and that feels like a very natural uh, pairing to me. So those yeah. would be some that I'd throw out there but you
2: know. He's a fantastic worker. He's he had the Matt Riddle match we were just gushing about. Yes, of course. He's it's had some the of the El Fantasmo great, match, Some the of the Andy greatest Bird matches match. I've ever seen yeah. in ECCW or some of the greatest live matches I've ever seen period.
1: Yeah, so, go yeah. out of your way to look up these guys. Alright, our final question this week, j Comes to us from the Narcs of Art. It's my nemesis turned friend it may seem at Book of Lube and he asks. What non-active wrestler has the coolest merch that you could wear today? So I'll say that Stone Cold stuff feels like uh, almost socially acceptable for a wrestling shirt. yeah? Yeah.
2: I'd say if, like throwback uh, Jericho T-shirts yep. too, DX like too. like 1999, 2000, 2001 era Jericho. I would probably wear a lot of those tees. If Retro them attitude
1: era stuff, yeah. like
2: celebrities wear it and whatnot. Yeah, uh, The
1: Rock probably though some of The Rock's shirts were bad. I have a Rock and Sock Connection shirt. It's great. And I get a lot of comments when I'm out and about. Like people recognize The Rock and mankind. So I feel like the attitude era is just a safe bet for that. Yeah. Yeah,
2: but who who's the best? Who would you put above anyone else?
1: Stone Cold, I think. Yeah. I see, like, people just out wearing Stone Cold shirts. Urban Outfitter sells Ric Flair shirts. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: Uh, I always love seeing the, like, even older school than that. Like, when I, like, my buddy Graham, my former roommate, uh, has a Macho Man shirt that I think is fantastic. I've got a good macho shirt I wear Uh, Wyatt Arnt, Stanchion, was in Sportsnet 650 last week wearing a, uh, (laughs) fucking Rick Rude. Oh, that's a great one! A Ravishing Rick Rude t-shirt that was just fantastic. That's a great one. Yeah, so I feel like if you get back even further to, like, late 80s guys, there's some great shirts in there, too.
1: I want a Macho Man shirt. Yeah.
2: I feel like I need one.
1: Uh, Justin, that does it for the mailbag this week. I need to take the floor for just a minute here and uh, send out some thank yous. That's okay. I need to take the floor after you. Fantastic. Uh, As most of you know, I was in a a semi-serious car accident uh, a couple weekends ago. Uh, Justin was nice enough to put a very caring message on the Top Marks Twitter and uh, I, by name, I couldn't possibly do it. But the amount of messages, not just from our – what I would say the core listeners are, but just from people who listen to the show, who I, I don't interact with a great deal on Twitter, just DMing me and wishing me the best, it, I, I couldn't really understand it. Like it was, it was really kind and it affected me in a, a really real way. So I appreciated a great deal. And then some of these people also I know listened to the show and just went – unbelievably out of their way as my life was getting a little bit harder to make my life easier. So uh, Matt Prince, Brock Wiederich John Cullen, and Martin <laughs> Marlon, the man Phillips, uh, you guys are angels. Like you didn't need to do all that stuff. And you made my life a whole lot easier when it was crappy. So to, to all of those people, thank you. But the biggest of all, mom and dad, I know you're both listening. Uh, you pampered your grown ass adult son. Back into health, and I love you guys, and I appreciate it. So to everybody, it's great to be back behind the mic, and I appreciated the outpouring of love. So thank you very much. I
2: feel like I failed you as a friend <laughs> while you were on the shelf. I barely, I barely even spoke to you the whole time. I don't feel like you failed I, Well, me. I feel like I should have checked in a little bit more and, and taken more care. But I also was just like, I don't want to bother him. Like, I'm sure it hurts to read and, like, focus on gadgets There's a side of and that I appreciate reading it. devices right now. Like, I just – I – he will take the time he needs and he will get in touch with me.
1: I did not if any if you're saying you let me die, I didn't feel that way at well, all. Well, you know, a
2: guy gets into a serious situation like that. I was obviously very concerned when Of you told course,
1: me. but that, trust me, there were enough people like my fo- like you say. There's only so much to say about a concussion. Yeah, so yeah. people every day there's so don't worry. The, don't feel that way at all. Your okay. floor, Justin.
2: Uh I am getting back in the business of hosting wrestling viewing parties. <laughs> Let's
1: go, bitch! So,
2: uh you know, the penny is dead. R.I.P. the penny. Rest in peace. But uh its indomitable spirit lives on. Through? In the form of the Brixton. Yes. Which is a cafe and bar mm-hmm. just off of Maine. Yep. I think it's Maine and... It's Kiefer? closer to the Cobalt. It's yeah. Maine and Georgia, I Yeah, think, that makes in fact. Sense. It's on the same street as my favorite Asian restaurant, Non Pen. There you go. So you stop in at Non Pen, grab yourself some Cambodian Vietnamese fusion, just the best food that Vancouver has to offer. Tell
1: them what they got to eat there, The J-Mo. frog's legs. You, you get those oh, frog's
2: legs. Oh. The Non Pen frog's legs, I'm telling you right now, ladies and gentlemen, this is no word of a lie. Tell
1: them, Jamo. The
2: best thing you can eat in this <laughs> entire city. I would eat it if I had my way, if I had my druthers. <laughs> I tell you, the very best the very best. It's up there for I'd me. be eating that every day if I could. It's so good. Dude, the last two times I've been in there, they said, we're all out of frog's legs. No frog's legs. Fuck. So, I've, I've been unlucky on that front. But I've been very lucky And that a bar wants to pay me to watch wrestling again. Yep. And we are screening SummerSlam. Yep. And again, that is the Brixton, <laughs> just off of Maine, on Georgia, that's, in Chinatown. That's commercial and gravely. No, that's the other bar that I worked at. Oh, what? <laughs> it's just—it's uh, literally connected to London Pub. Yeah. So London Pub is right on the corner of Maine and Georgia. Yep. And uh, it is just a short walk up from there on the Georgia side. So uh, come on down, and on the day of SummerSlam, we are going to be having $4 Cuervo Slammers oh. all day. What's a Cuervo Slammer? It's a shot, but we're just tying it into SummerSlam because uh, you are going to knock that shit back. I love it. I'm going to have so many of those. Yeah. We're going to have... 450 beers, maybe even 425 beers. I can't even remember. There's a comprehensive food menu that is everything is $6 all day long. I can afford that. Yeah, so come on down. It is not this Sunday, but next at the Brixton, downtown Vancouver. We are putting the whole show up on a big projector screen. Everybody's going to have a good time. It's going to be a hell of a lot of fun. I'm going to be there. Some friends of the show will be there. I don't know if Josh is going to be there. He likes to just watch pay-per-views in the comfort of his own home. Nope.
1: As a value add, if if this is a draw for you at all, not only will I be at the Brixton watching SummerSlam, I have that Monday off. I'm going to be into the beer. So if you want to come and uh, throw back a few. Yeah, with the- if
2: you are a confirmed Top Marks listener, <laughs> if you come up to us, Josh or myself, and say, love Top Marks. I will buy you a Cuervo shot.
1: There's the, you can ask people who were at the 12 Kings ones. I was buying the beers. You, you, you come on down if you want to throw some liquor down your throat. Both of us will be there. It's going to be a hell of a time, so I'm please come on out.
2: And I need the people to support it if we want to do this again. Yeah. Because uh. the, they've told me that they fully are on board for all the big shows, Survivor Series, SummerSlam, maybe even Money in the Bank next year, the oh. Rumble, certainly, oh. WrestleMania. Oh. And we can only make this happen. If it is a draw, if we're if we if it comes SummerSlam time and it's just me hanging out by myself in <laughs> the place of the fucking ghost town,
1: <laughs> I'm just wasted.
2: They're then. not <laughs> gonna do it again. But if the folks come out, if we build it and they come, we will keep building it. That's how it went in that movie, right?
1: Uh, yeah, feel the dream starring uh, one of those guys, uh, one of the I think not Nick Cage, the other one, Kevin Costner. Yeah, the other Nick Cage. If you
2: build it and they come, we'll keep building it.
1: And finally. If you like the show and we like you, please head on over to the iTunes store. Give us a rate and review, a subscribe, all this good stuff that helps us in their algorithms. As Justin said, the the numbers, again, they they surge and then they plateau. They surge and then they plateau. We're in a plateau. Anything you can do to help us shake out of those summer doldrums, we would appreciate.
2: Yeah, and uh, support the show on Patreon as well. Patreon.com slash topmarks. We've got not one, but two donor episodes coming your way this month because, of course, unfortunately, Josh's concussion kind of put a halt on our Patreon plans for the the month of July, but But that just means we've got two pay-per-view reviews, retro reviews, coming your way in the month of August. And they are 1999's WWF St. Valentine's Day
1: Massacre. Which I believe we're recording this Sunday, yes? We are
2: indeed. That should be available sometime next week. Awesome. And then before the month is done, before I take off for All In, we will also be watching and reviewing and recording a live commentary of the main event for WWF. King of the Ring, 1995.
1: And with all of that bullshit out of the way, Justin, I want to tell you, I want to tell everyone to stay
2: hot. Uh, There's no problem doing that in this weather, I tell you what. You're not kidding. Stay spicy, which there might be a problem doing that in this weather. You're already feeling the heat. Why would you want to eat something hot? But uh, just do it because it tastes great and because (laughs) you're Curry Man! Man. What, what, what? (laughs) (laughs) Whoa. Whoa.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Titus, worldwide.
1: You know what uh, felt good listening to the show last week? What? Can I sound s- selfish and yeah, awful yeah, for a absolutely. second? here? Because you never—you want the show to be good for the listeners, yeah. But when I'm not there, it's like, what if it's better? You know, because I'm so insecure. Mm-hmm. And the the intro and outros are both so fucked up by Mike that I was like, ah. Eh. Oh boys, I can, I can do this. Can I tell
2: you what my favorite moment of the of last week's show yeah, was? Yeah, of course. When Mike and I both said round number one at the same time and then he went, Oh man, I've always wanted to do that. <laughs> Made me feel cool. It is. It is. Uh... I feel like it's a coveted thing to okay. say the dumb things we say every week.
1: Yeah, they are dumb. Uh, but uh, the you know, it felt good to be like, hey, you know what? I'm no broadcaster, but there's a handful of things that uh, no, I, gotta, no, I, gotta, I gotta got. You, you gotta,
2: uh, I you know got to make the pass. You got it. You got this thing in the bag. I don't know about that. Uh, what am,
1: are we gonna? Am I gonna do a show without you when you're at all in? No. <laughs> <laughs>
0: world wide